Home is behind, the world is ahead, and there are many paths to tread. Unlikely friends set forth on adventures throughout the Lone Lands. Their journeys will change the course of their lives and, perhaps, the fate of Middle-earth itself. This is The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Hello, and thank you for joining us for session number 15 of The Unsung Tales. I asked ahead of time. I didn't just remember that. Uh, <laughs> this is a One Ring campaign in the One Ring system. Yes, that's what it is. And uh, it's on the Happy Jacks RPG network. Uh, to find all the sessions of this game, you can visit happyjacks.org uh, slash unsungtales without the the. And to find all the shows in the Happy Jacks network, you can visit happyjacks.org. It's been like a week since I've done this. <laughs> uh, my name is Kimmy. I am your lore, lore master. I use she, her pronouns. And these are my players for this week. Let's start over here with Dave. Nah, as you just heard, I'm Dave. Or Ka-Dave, if you prefer. Or if I get in trouble with somebody, California David. Uh, but <laughs> That's your full name. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to be playing Hanar. Uh, uh, son of Bruni, uh, of Durin's folk, a dwarf. Uh, both of us are he, him. Uh, and yeah, he kind of feeling a little, little rudderless. Yeah. There's some adventures out there, but he's, he's not sure. Well, I know someone who could build you a rudder. Hi, it's me, <laughs> Kai. <laughs> I use he, they, and she pronouns, and I will be playing Erland of Mithland, a shipwright. Just so happens. Uh, and Erland uses he, they pronouns, um, and is having to be in the company of elves despite the bittersweetness of where we are at. Yeah, that's okay. We're going to go away from the elves in, in a minute. No. Probably. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. We don't know. Um, I hi. don't know. I have no idea. I'm Sam. Um, I play Runa of Bree. Uh, we both use she, her pronouns, and she is a treasure hunter barding um, who's probably climbing a waterfall right now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Accurate. <laughs> All right. Um, so last time on the Unsung Tales, we had a just a heartrending episode. Um, you had all finally made it to Rivendell. You had uh, explored the city. You'd met uh, Lady Arwen and her brothers. You had, you know, this wonderful tour of the place. You had a. Um, a audience with Lord Elrond, and you basically asked him during a, a, a council phase to please to take the Palantir um, to, to, you know, keep it safe here at Rivendell. They did have um, kind of a, a vault with a lot of amazing things that were probably really mysterious to you, like a broken sword and stuff. <laughs> you didn't actually get to go down no. to the vault, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but who knows what could happen today, you know? Um, and, uh... I would just like to volunteer. Elves are weird if they just keep a broken sword around. Like, <laughs> it's a very special broken sword. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not really a sword then, is it? It's just pieces. No, now it's multiple swords. Uh, actually, they're shards. Um, <laughs> well played. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you had a very successful council... Thanks to uh, Runa being uh, very, very persuasive in her first bit. It has nothing to do with this new jewelry she's got on that she hasn't talked to anybody about, none at all. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so he agreed um, 
with a little bit of a heavy heart, but yes, he agreed it was a better idea to keep the Palantir in Rivendell than to have all of you gallivanting about the, about all of Middle-earth with it. Uh, he So it's staying there, and that's when our amazing hobbit, uh, Sausage, uh, decided that he had had his fill of adventuring. He was very, very much still bonded with you and cared about you, but being in Rivendell really made him realize how much he missed home, and he returned to the Shire to be with his newfound love, Petunia, who had been his childhood friend. And uh, yeah, we had to we had to say goodbye to Burl Sausage Brandy Bottom, which was one of the most emotional scenes I've ever role-played at a table. It was amazing. And I just, yeah, it was amazing. And I'm still like, oof. So here we are. Um, uh, first thing we need to do is we need to go af over our um, fatigue from oh. the big long journey we had. I was so excited to get to Rivendell that I completely skipped that part. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to kind of just make sure that we go over that just a little bit. Um, I also think it would probably um, be a, a natural course to... Um, you don't have to do maybe a full fellowship phase because we just did one, but to take a few days at least in Rivendell to relax. Um, so we're also going to kind of hand wave that a little bit and just be like, okay, you've been in, we'll, we'll see how much uh, fatigue you have. And then we'll kind of plan how long you, you want to stay in Rivendell for that point. Um, Lord Elrond considers you uh, heroes. You've been carrying this, you know, very... Uh, terrifying object through many perils, you know, fighting for, fighting back the darkness. Um, so you are made, you are welcome in the last homely house as long as you want to be there. So, all right. Looking back at the fatigue. Very fatigued. You're yeah. normal. Very, yes. It was a long journey from Bree to Rivendell. Um, could have been longer. You guys rolled fairly well. And you guys we did. rolled really lucky, so you got some guides that showed up at the, at the end. Rather than just, like, continuing to search. Yeah. Going in circles. Yes. <laughs> That's how our campaign ends. Yeah. We just get lost <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> With a palantir. <laughs> at a certain point, I'm like, okay, we just have to use it and see where it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... So, Adventurers with a Mount reduce their fatigue by its vigor rating. You should all ha know that already. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And um, the full amount of our travel was... I should have written that down. How many hexes did we go? Let's see. Oh, our map is still there. Seventeen? Mm. Oh, I muted myself. Seventeen! Seventeen. That's a lot. It was very far. It was a very long. Yeah, time. it was. Uh, um, so that's how many days. And uh, so, what? Who has their fatigue written down? Because the fatigue also changed. What was your fatigue? I was at nine um, at the end of the journey. Okay. Same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So all, all of us should have been about the same. Sometimes someone takes a little extra based on the events, but I don't think that happened in all I think we got close to it and it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. you succeeded on your roll. So, all right. So we have nine fatigue. So that's your nine travel fatigue. 
subtract your mount, which for most of you it's just one because you have a common mount or elf walking. Two, I have a fancy horse. Oh, you got a fancy horse. Yeah, I also have a fancy horse. Oh. That's well to do. Excellent. Um, all right. And you also get to make a travel roll. So if you uh, successfully roll travel, you remove one fatigue point plus one for each Tanguar you roll. Okay. Which is like a six on a D6 for those of you just tuning in. Man. <laughs> I rolled favored. And still. That's nine total. <laughs> I succeeded. No Tanguars. Okay. So you lose one more point of fatigue. Okay. I super failed. Mm-hmm. I got the I, two ones, and a two. Oh, oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> so, well, just fatigue. Just, <laughs> I, I don't know how that worked. Like, luckily, it's just a failure. Nothing happens on a failure for travel fatigue, travel rolls. It's not like you, like, break a leg or something, <laughs> hurt yourself. I'm like, <laughs> I wake up and I forget I'm in Rivendell. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, have you ever been in a hotel oh, yeah. and you wake up and you forget where you were for a minute? Yeah. yeah. I just freak out and I fall out the balcony. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah. No, Down no, the no. waterfall. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, whatever your total is, prolonged rest in a sheltered and safe refuge will remove one point. So, basically, like, one night's rest mm-hmm. in Rivendell. Um, we'll remove one point for each of them. Um, I'm going to give you uh, one extra fatigue removal for just arriving in the safe place. And this is like a very safe place. This is one of the safest places on Middle Earth. And uh, so you get one more for that. So whatever only point removal. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So whatever you have left is what what will be um, removed with night's stay here at Rivendell. Okay. So I think that brings me down to five. Okay. Seven. Okay, so we're staying for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, if we could stay for a week, that'd be really nice. Okay. Runa doesn't mind. Arwen did offer to show me old stuff, so yeah. I'm yeah. cool to stay. There's books here. <laughs> <laughs> All the There's books. There's so many books here. I got a lot of trees I can climb. <laughs> also, I think Erlen's still a little tired, but that injury from the Shire really was rough. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it really, really was. Um, all right, so we're going to roleplay bits and pieces. We're not going to roleplay the whole thing, but I do would love to have some scenes of you just in exploring, learning new things, and stuff like that. Um, why don't you give me, so obviously, old things. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, books. <laughs> Dave, what would you, what would Hanar be most interested in here, here in Rivendell? Uh, I think... A combination of things. I think Hanar wants to keep working on being able to draw better. Oh, okay. Uh, just so it's just going to be like iterative practice of trying to draw stuff that he saw over mm-hmm. time. Um, probably, that probably gets a little manic almost mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, like the stereotypical oh. like artist that's like, I have things in my head and I need to make them go. Right. like. It gets a little like that probably some nights. Bless you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, I think he wants to work on writing a song that has one set of lyrics and then a song that has the set of lyrics that includes sausage Aww. in the, the adventure. So, like, we can sing it when we're all alone out in the forest, but in town we can sing the other one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
just to also recap for those of you joining us from home, um, one of Sausage's last wishes was that he be left out of the, the tales of what they've done because he was worried about drawing more darkness um, to the Shire. So to protect the Shire and keeping it just simple and kind of pure, he didn't want um, to become infamous and have maybe enemies come after him there. So that's why they would sing one version by themselves and one um, with uh, when other people are around. All right, um, let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, kind of a, a tour of the, the vaults underneath with mm -hmm. Lady Arwen. You all would be invited. <laughs> also, the other thing is that Erland is a little obsessed with being around elves that are like even remotely close to their age. Mm -hmm. Because th this is definitely the most elves that he's ever been around that are within like 200 something years of his age. Yeah. Nice. It's all these young elves everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah, there's like four of us in one place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. My brain makes me think of silly things. Uh, I was like, you know, what's got to be hell is elf auto insurance. Like, Elrond is just paying through the nose for hundreds of years <laughs> until they get to whatever the elf equivalent of 25 is. <laughs> right. I love you. I'm Xing this, though. Tone. It's fair. It's Go fair. back to tone. I take it. It's funny, though. Incredible. Yes. Um, so, yes, Erlen's there the moment the invitation is extended. Okay. Would Hanar want to join them on, the, on a tour of the vaults? Probably. Okay. Like, if it's an open invitation, he wouldn't try and be like, hey, you going to the vault yet? Yeah. But, sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Lady Ar Arwen meets you, and you go, um, they, it's not really like a vault, like, behind a giant locked door. Um, it's basically underneath um, a large part of the city. Um, so it's more like, there's sort of like, like, beautiful catacombs like catacombs gives you like kind of a dour like skulls and like like but it's not like that there's it's basically like these beautiful underground um rooms and tunnels that are connected to each other oh the wine cellar yeah like a, like a, like a wine cellar yeah. except for like it's like a wine cellar museum is kind of the the crossover there um that's the best kind of wine cellar <laughs> oh yeah um, so you uh, kind of go go down these these long this long set of stairs, and it kind of opens up into a large room. And there's different, for lack of a better term, kind of displays. They look kind of like what we'd think of like an elven altar almost, but they aren't like religious really. And on them are a bunch of different different items, um, and. Uh, you've noticed uh, that there's uh, a new one being made that uh, ha is like a very similar to actually what you saw when you were in a numinous a bit of a, a like a pillar with a that that they're starting to carve the to fit kind of the the aesthetic of the room. Um, the room matches the rest of Rimdell. That's like this like beautiful wood carvings and things like that. Um, simpler than what you saw when you were in. Um, uh, in the Grey Havens, but 
still like the craftsmanship of itself is beautiful. And um, so they're carving this. Um, and there's also like, there, you can see that they're hanging, they're, they're putting up like, um, like little hooks above it for like some sort of like tapestry to hang mm. like around it. Ooh. So it's probably true elven fashion, like being woven. It's probably a very special thing that's going to be put around it. But you can tell that they are going to make sure that it is like enclosed um, in in like cloth, so it can't see anywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, so you're you're just kind of walking through. Um, and I'm going to let you guys all kind of add to this a little bit. Um, what is one, I want you to name one thing that you notice and I'll tell you what it is. If you want to pick a real thing, Kai, like a real thing that you know is that I'm going into, a, <laughs> into my mind palette. Yes. <laughs> or if you want to make something up and just be like, hey, there's something, just like pick a thing and I'll create some history for it. Or if it, maybe it's a thing that's really there and I'll just pull the real history out of it. Who knows? Um, so I'm gonna give you a moment. Mm. Oh, I have mine actually. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see if I know. It's more representative of something that actually did happen. Okay. That is important to the family of the last Helmley House. Okay. A goblet set somewhere high mm -hmm. that is wrought in fine metals. Mm -hmm. That is from the meeting of the Noldor here in Middle Earth. Mm -hmm near the middle to end of the first age, in which they decided peace was the answer. Yes, absolutely. That is, um, and would, uh, would Erland know what that was? I don't know. I don't think so, because it's so outside of his understanding, but I think he just looks at it for a long moment, kind of pondering and admiring the craftsmanship, mm -hmm. knowing that it's, very, very old. It looks very, very old. It's done in an older style. Um, but I think it kind of highlights to him how much the of the Noldor he's kind of put aside. Even though he appreciates it, he doesn't... Because being a Sindar elf, it was such not their problem, basically. Mm -hmm. It was like, this is the you guys' problem. You guys can fight over there. Um, and he never really looked into it. Okay. Um, I am going to say that there's sort of a, um, an artistic rendering of each kind of item behind it, like carved in the wood. So even if you don't really know what it is, there's, there's like hints at it. So you can see, um, in this like two great elves, like very clearly, um, carved to be of different peoples. No one else would probably know this difference, but Erland, you would notice like the distinct like differences in style of clothing and the way they they held the, they did their hair and things like that that eventually kind of merged as the two, as the two like groups of elves merged. But at the time, you're like, oh, okay, so this is very clearly Noldar. This is very clearly Sindar. And in between them, they're like holding out their hands, and in between them is like this cup. So um, similar to what you might see. Uh, uh, like, like sort of Egyptian, like not not mm. quite like two dimensional of that, but like mm. where it's like two sets of people and it's like floating up above them, sort of like a symbolic uh, rendering, not like an actual like what did this really look like when they met, type of thing. And I think it also makes him feel more connected to these elves, mm -hmm. 
because he's never really spent time here, especially not as like a welcome emissary bringing something very important. So it's one of those reminders of we're doing great things. Yeah. And great things have happened before and they will continue to happen. Awesome. Um, someone else have a thing that they notice? I have an idea. You have an idea? Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I think Hanar becomes fixated on one of those cool elven like wing blade swords. Oh. Whatever. I don't know that if there's a specific term for the style mm -hmm. of sword, uh, but from the films, mm -hmm. they had that sort of sword lancey thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he's never seen one of those before. Because elves don't just go wandering around fighting things, and if they do, it's usually with a bow and arrow. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I think he's like, "What? what is that thing? How does one fight with that thing? Okay. Um, uh, so it's there, and the, the, the carving behind it is actually... Um, uh, there's like a crown... That's like an elvish crown that's uh, that's there. Um, and then behind it, and then there's also underneath that, there's a carving of um, a ring that's kind of on fire. So it is like, this is a monument. To, and then there's there's elvish writing on it that ha that's like looking at it, just looking at the style of it, you can tell this is sort of a monument mm. to an individual. And this was like their weapon. So it's it's hanging. It's got the like these um, carved, not like hands, but like like kind of yeah, poke yeah. holder things. And there's um, this very fine fabric, like kind of draped over these, and it's laying there, um, like 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 horizontally. Um, so it's like mounted that way. Um, and if you do ask about it, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think he feels weird about asking about stuff. Okay. Do I know what this is? Probably. I mean, it says the name of like Gilgalad, yeah. like right underneath it. Yeah. So, like, me, Kai, I understand. I'm yes. thinking I'm what you went down, but I'm wondering if how would dense we're being. Yeah, I would assume that Erland would know who Gilgalad was. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, even if you didn't recognize that particular weapon, you could be like, oh, oh I know casual. what this is. Yeah. It's like, you know, someone going to a museum nowadays could look at it's like, it's got a, a pistol and like George Washington written underneath it. You're like, oh, that must have belonged to George. You know, yes. Like you may absolutely like understand and infer what this is. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna. I think Erlen stares at it for a very long time, just like this is so cool. Doesn't <laughs> say anything. Yeah. Um, and Lady Arwen has kind of like escorted you down, but she's kind of letting you like wander and like look at the things. Um, a little. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to call her clueless, but, like, she has lived her her entire life. It doesn't occur to her that someone might need explanation to what these great things are. Or that you might not read Sindarin. <laughs> like, you know, she, she hasn't, she's not a very worldly, like, sure. person at this point and in this particular story. Um, this she's, is like, a, I guess these visitors wanted to see the basement. Where <laughs> <laughs> like, we keep all the dad's antiques. Yeah, yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. All this boring stuff I'm not supposed to touch. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so she's, she's kind of wandering about and looking at things, too. Uh, so she's there. If you have questions for her, you can absolutely ask. Um, but she's just assuming, oh, it's like when you take kids to a museum, you're like, oh, read this, look at the thing. 
um, like a whole class, not like one kid. If you take one kid, you should like hang out with them. <laughs> just just fine. You're just like, Egh. go free. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, all right. Okay. I think um, Runa finds the one thing in all of this that looks like a treasure chest. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she can be like, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I have to check one thing real quick just to make sure. Because everything else is like, it's sort of obvious like what it is and like why it's here. Mm -hmm. um, so I think her curiosity would be drawn to whatever thing is like obscured the most. Mm -hmm. All right. So I have to, um, I'm not 100% sure of the timeline, but I'm just going to go with it. Live your life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> live my life. Um, so there's this, um, this carving behind it uh, of, uh, of, uh, and you would probably notice this, Hanar, because of it, it is, uh, it is an island with two big trees hmm. um, behind it. And then there is like ornate carving of like ocean that kind of goes down. And then there's like a tiny little shelf with a stunning, beautiful treasure box that's mm. like, like it looks, it, it, you can see a little bit of like beautiful velvet like fabric sticking out from where it's closed. There's like an ornate clasp. The wood is like ancient looking and like oiled in a way that just like it's lasted for so long and it's it's just kind of sitting there and it's closed and it's about mm, like yay okay like a little bit smaller than like a tissue box okay Awesome. Um, I absolutely ask Lady Arwood <laughs> what is in the box. <laughs> Politely. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, that was a present, actually, from my mother. Um, and uh, her, my grandmother gave it to her. And uh, you, you can see it if you like. I'm not supposed to let anyone touch it. But I'm, someday it's supposed to go to someone very great. And she just, like, lifts the lid and there's the bright green gem that you saw in your vision earlier, mm. like sessions ago, just sitting there. And it is probably the most perfect, beautiful gem you've ever seen in your life, Runa. Like, yeah, like, like, to like, think an emerald, but like, that almost has a light of its own inside of it. Like, perfectly mm -hmm. cut, perfectly clear, like a color of emerald like you've never seen that just seems to like, almost pull you in. And just has so many facets. It just like, like just like sparkles without even moving. Wow. <laughs> it's even more beautiful than the stories. Yes, it is. It is stunning. Just as a night way that's like slightly bored. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it was uh, it was made long ago and was made on, on Valinor. I'm, I'm sure you know Master Ireland. Um, but, uh, well, Gandalf. There's, it, I, I say too much. 
but supposedly it's to go to someone uh, who has great purpose in Middle Earth. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Just refreshing my memory. <laughs> like, when I saw the green light, did I, didn't I see a second light? You did. You saw like a, a a gem over there, but as as you flew in your dream, you were flying to Anuminus. You looked over, and in the direction of Rivendell, you saw the green stone over Rivendell. Oh, that's it. That's it. But it wasn't the same type of light. The same gem that I was. Does it look like the other gem that I saw? It looks exactly like the one you saw in your vision over Rivendell. Right, but mm -hmm. that. You saw in your vision the the ge a gem over a numinous. That one's right. a little different. That's a little different. Yeah, but I, a similar I, kind of light, kind of. There, that one was shining too, but I don't think it was green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 that one was more representative of the tower that what used to be ah. in the middle of the um, the lake there, and like sure. in the tower of a numinous, and where there was a seeing stone there. So mm, that's kind mm, of what okay. that gem represented. While you're flying, you turned and you saw this, which is called the Elisar, um, which is over Rivendell. I think I'd probably get a little concerned, mm -hmm. like, making that connection. Like, does this see things too? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you should open that box anymore. It's do kind you, of a problem. Do you ask? Yeah, I think I would speak up and be like, uh, oh. mm. This seems like a dangerous thing. Oh, dear Master Dwarf, no, this is this is not like the Palantiri. They, they, no one can see us through this. It is oh, uh, an heirloom in many ways. It's beautiful, but it, at least as far as I am aware, has no power of itself. Oh, okay, very, very good. I, I once saw it in the distance. Uh, a whole vision that came upon me. Indeed. Uh, and it was at the same time I saw a representative of one of the seeing stones. I, my concern was that they were somehow related, not you, knowing more. You had a vision of the Elisar. Yes, yes. I think it was already here, probably. It oh, was in this direction. Yes, it has been here for... <laughs> yes, Master Dwarf, if you had a vision, this, this stone has been here. Well, I, I mean, it was after the whole trees thing. I'm sorry? Like, Arwen looks, like, <laughs> genuinely a little baffled at this moment. I, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, so, I have many thousands of years of seeing that came upon me very suddenly when I asked apparently the right question of the Palantir Stone that we brought. Uh, and I saw many things, much of the history of your people. Fascinating. Um... But at the time I saw a numinous before it fell, I saw this green gem over here in the distance. Indeed. Well, I... I yeah, the, the stone at, at that time may have been somewhere else. Uh, that is quite fascinating, Master Dwarf. I... I myself would never have had the courage to touch a Palantir, but to see... Ignorance gives much courage. <laughs> so does foolishness. Indeed. Well, those are wise words. So it sounds... Did you touch it as well? 
I did. She's not like stressfully <laughs> drinking her alcohol like I just did. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> I I touched it and lived to um, caution against it. Indeed. I I have never actually spoken to someone who uses the Palantir. I I've been in the presence of Master Kierden, but I. Mostly my father does the talking. I'm sure he would regale you with stories about it sometime. Ah, indeed. I am unfortunately not allowed much travel at this time. But that would be fascinating. Did you did you see others who are using them? Oh. Through the stone? Unfortunately, yes. My brothers say that they will use them someday to, to find the darkness. I tell them they are fools to try such a thing. For if they can find the darkness, then the darkness can find us as well. It would be the tool to use, but only the wisest should even attempt it. And I was found wanting. She kind of like gives you a little bit of like a heartening smile. Well, that definitely counts out my brothers. <laughs> she kind of smirks a little. Master Dwarf, uh, have you spoken to my father of your visions? Uh, a bit. Um, I, I gave him a representation of part the vision I had of, of your sacred trees. You saw the trees? Yes, yes. They were beautiful. That explains much. After your audience with him, he he explained about the Palantir and how we were not to touch it. He still hasn't had the courage to put it down here, I think, because of my brothers. <laughs> but he also like closed himself off in his library, even more than usual, and seemed very fixated on something. I can see why, hearing that you had seen them, I guess not with your eyes, but with your heart, would inspire mm -hmm. him to, to study more. It is quite miraculous. It, it was as much. <laughs> I was not prepared for what it would do, knowing nothing of what I held. Indeed. Uh, uh, but I was the lucky one uh, that it didn't cause anything more than a minor passing pain. Huh. Uh, I think probably just a little bit overstimulation, uh, having lived hundreds of dwarf lifetimes in moments, uh, it led me here. I'm very glad that it has found a safe place. Yes, indeed. Um, remarkable. Um, yes. You wouldn't have touched it too, would you have, sir, ma'am? Unfortunately, my curiosity tends to get the better of me sometimes, and I did. Well, I can't say that I would recommend it. Oh, you saw a dark vision as well? Yes, a few. And it stays with you. She kind of like reaches out and gently touches your shoulder. 
I'm sorry for that. That's all right. I appreciate you showing us this, though. It is quite beautiful. Runa has been, like, just kind of sort of mesmerized, like, during this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, sparkly. <laughs> like, and she's like, she definitely said I shouldn't touch it. <laughs> yes, it is. It is most lovely. And she look, She kind of looks on it now and, like, with a little bit more kind of, like, respect and, like, thinking about it and, like, hearing, like, how you saw, like, all of Elvish history it suddenly kind of like reminded her of what this stone represents and like the history and the future also that it is supposed to be part of. So she kind of like thinks again on how she was kind of like dismissive of it because it's normal for her and kind of looks on it with kind of a newfound appreciation. Would, was it here before the house? No. Okay. It was brought to Rivendell. I see. So, oh, are you asking her? No, no, I mean... Out of character. Okay. If you ask your in character to say the same thing, but nicely in a nice voice. (laughs) So so it was brought to Rivendell uh, by, uh, fun fact, uh, I think I just said this last time, though. uh, Galadriel's daughter is um, Lord Elrond's wife. So it was passed down uh, originally, way back it went another way, but eventually um, the LSR was in the the possession of Lady Galadriel, who, according to some of the notes, which disagree with other parts of the notes, uh, gave it to her daughter um, to then pass down to her granddaughter eventually. And then we all know what happens after that. It's one of the big things they left out of the movies. Anyways. They did. (laughs) Yeah, in the movies, it was sort of replaced with that shiny necklace that uh, that, um, Arwen wears. I don't know why they changed it, but they did. (laughs) So it sort of kind of takes the place of, like, being passed down as, like, this is your symbol of... Aragorn becoming like the full king and all that stuff, but yeah. Um, all right. Um, also, look around. You see a broken sword with shards. Um, and, I know what that is. Yeah, you know that. We all, know <laughs> we, we all we all know what that is. Unless you haven't seen the movies and read the books or anything. Um, Hannah still thinks it's a waste. Yeah. It looks like a perfectly good sword. You could fix that. Yeah. You know, er- Erlen's <laughs> just like, that could have been a good sword once. Mm. Walks away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you do notice, like, it's a really good sword. Like, could have been. Yeah. Like, like it's, it, but it's also super strange. It was, like, shattered. Like, it wasn't, like, broken, like, in half. It didn't. I have seen plenty, because it's, it's a human-sized sword. Yeah. It's a right? great sword. Right. Yeah, yeah, big. Like, it's right. a big human-sized sword. But, 100%, humans are weird. <laughs> they don't take care of their equipment. <laughs> Somebody probably, like, roasted a pig on it or something, and it got hot. <laughs> and then the same page. <laughs> yeah. And then they tried to swing it the next day, and it had gotten brittle in the heat. They didn't give gas. Even their most beautiful swords fall apart. Right? <laughs> Just, all it takes is care. Everyone's having similar thoughts, but in a more metaphorical sense. Yeah, about the things that humans care about. <laughs> um, I think Runa is definitely like taking some notes about like the different things that she's seeing, just to like tell her her mom and her grandmother, because mm-hmm. um, she knows like this is way too much for her to just remember. This is a lot. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. And if you want, like. This is this is meant to be a bit of a gallery of these things. So, 
Lady Arwen, you're you're welcome at your leisure to come about. Like they trust you with these things. You brought mm -hmm. something like more valuable than just about everything in here. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, <laughs> we can trust them here. <laughs> it's probably fine. It's yeah. our secret plan all along. Ireland <laughs> takes the time to like sit and draw some of these things mm -hmm. and like take more detailed notes and despite all of the funny haha -ha about it, he does like sit and draw the shards of Narsil. He does mm -hmm. actually like uh, look over and kind of, for his notes, take mm -hmm. a little bit more detailed record of what he sees mm -hmm. in the special fireproof notebooks. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, I'd forgotten about that, yeah. So good. Um, awesome, all right. Um, I think the rest of the week, mm -hmm. Hanar probably shifts and starts trying to get better at reading Elvish. Ooh. Okay. Just because he's like, well, they're the ones writing all this historical stuff. And I can't I can't read that. Mm -hmm. And it annoys me. Because <laughs> especially like I probably I picked up like common words. Mm -hmm. You know, I can identify the and you know the, <laughs> it's a that single could, letter. <laughs> yeah. Even easier. Even better. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's kind of what he's focused on a little bit. Is I don't think he's excellent at languages or anything, but when you've got time, yeah, absolutely. I think kind of looking through our skills. Interesting. It doesn't have like a linguistic. Yeah, there's not a, a there's not a like a knowledge one. Mm. There's like. Uh, I guess lore. So why don't you roll lore for me, please? Can no I... lore unusual for your background, I guess. Knowing Elvish, hmm. can it be lore? Yeah. Sure. That makes all the sense to me. Yeah. Hey, I made it. Okay. I got a, a ten and a six tinguar. Oh, okay. Oh, dang. Nice. Okay. So we're gonna say that you start after studying it and helped also kind of by your visions that you've had, um, sure, sure. you start to understand uh, kind of broken Sindarin. So um, you can pick up more than just like common words. Every once in a while, there's like definitely words you don't know. But for the most part, you can kind of pick up the gist of a conversation um, from, from sure. kind of listening, as long as you're concentrating on it. It's like if they're just people talking and rattling off if they're going too fast in like a yeah. full-on conversation, you might not be able to follow. Um, but you're you're able to start discerning basic um, basic understanding of of uh, Sindarin. The subject and the object of the sentence. Yes. To sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're talking about an oliphant, I think, and then it's coming this way. I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah. I get lost a lot with proper names. Uh -huh. like, <laughs> oh God! Yeah. I'm just like, uh, what's that word? Yeah. Well, especially because uh, the names often are descriptions of things, like sword bearer and things like that so it's like <laughs> wait is that what they're doing or is that their name like it's it's yeah Gilgalad. yeah <laughs> all the things um all right um i'm gonna say that uh uh either lady arwen or lord elrond you're not sure which one has um sent you a uh like an a, a drawing tutor Oh, for the week. Um, so there is uh, an elf that, like, if you want it, like they come. Absolutely, and, okay, yeah. They come and present themselves, um, and uh, they are a, a, a fine artist. Even among the elves, like they are considered very talented. 
Um, and uh, so let's, I'd love, I, I want to do kind of an individual scene with kind of each of you for our time here in Rivendell before we start moving on, or maybe we don't move on. Like it's up to you if you want to stay here for this whole session today. I can revel in Elvery. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed that you got that statement out. Yeah. Without tongue twisting. Oh, revel yeah. in Elvery. <laughs> not revelry. El yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, man. Whew. I just like, Props. I think if I'd thought about it, that I think it would have like, yeah. been messed up, but it just kind of like came it's natural. organically. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like also the vibe I'm going through for with my yard is Country Garden Elvish. Mm, so, yes. yeah, <laughs> it's like my, my aesthetic choice. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. I have to have a name first. Um, so uh, you may, where would you generally do your drawing? Like, again, like this is sort of an outdoor living situation. So you can be in your room if you want. There's also like pathways and balconies and areas that are literally made for just sitting and like doing these leisure things. I think it would probably be in his room. Like, I'm sure there's some kind of a sitting desk or something mm -hmm. there. And it's not like lights an issue here. Uh, so I think he would probably be doing that. Partially out of modesty, like, uh, uh, I'm not really good at this, so I don't want to be out among people and have people walk by and be like, mm -hmm. oh, how delightful. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. Uh, I, I think even probably as soon as who this elf that is about to be named arrives, I think there's probably, like, Hanar quietly sweeps a bunch of crumpled up papers, like, mm -hmm. under the bed, like, <laughs> with his foot, like, hmm. Don't pay attention to all of that. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Here's like the three best ones I've managed oh. to get out. All right. Um, so while you're sitting there drawing one day, um, say this is like the day after you did the tour of the of the vaults. Um, um, there's like a knock, a very polite like rapping on your um, your door. Trundle over. And... Yeah. Um, you've probably been getting like a lot of visitors with everyone has very polite, very legitimate reasons to be there, but also you're fun and new and everyone's kind of interested in these travelers who brought a Palantir and it's just like, have had all these adventures. I also assume that I let slip that I've seen all of elf history to <laughs> a young lady who probably told all her friends. Uh, all two like, of her friends, and they look the exact same. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know if she would have let slip about that, honestly. I mean, you can assume it. Uh, that's like, probably like, yeah. yeah. But like Arwen It may totally have been Elrond that was just like... These people brought this thing, and that elf used it, mm -hmm. and he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, the dwarf, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, I'm sorry, yeah. It's okay. Um, I mean, you're in Rivendell. Who wouldn't want to be an elf here, you know? Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, Megavonin, uh, my name is uh, Therior. I was since, um, I was told that you had an interest in... The arts and oh. in drawing, and I wanted to offer my assistance and in some instruction, perhaps. Oh, that would be delightful. Please, please. Come in, I'll, I'll show you what I've 
manage to do. Uh, I just recently found a need to draw things. Um, I, I have a lot of things I'd like to put to paper mm -hmm. uh, that that I have not had, again, a, a reason to do so before. So mm -hmm. I'm doing my best, but certainly uh, quite an amateur in the field of anything artful. Um, so Therior is uh, kind of right average height for an elf. Um, their hair is uh, kind of a light brown, almost almost a red, mm. um, and their skin is about the color of like like light sand, like riverbank sand. Um, and uh, they go by they them, um, and they are sort of androgynous looking. They've got uh, like kind of like a wraparound um, like tunic of sorts that like very nice again very nicely woven, but. Not like a super flashy color, kind of a, a neutral, uh, not not skin tone, but just a fabric color. So, <laughs> just like like I'm thinking like natural like, tone, like yeah, like yeah. like muslin Linen, or something yeah. like that, like something that hasn't been dyed. It's sure. just like woven. Sorry, fabric color. You're right. It's the right description. <laughs> We're just laughing. I mean, fabric is like all good, but like a natural fabric before it's been like very good colors. Is more my a natural fiber color. There is the the actual accurate way to say that. But um, <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, they stride in, and uh, they start kind of like looking at the things that you're showing them. And oh, this is this is well done. You have uh, just taken up the craft. I understand. Y yes. Yes. Uh, within I don't know two months. Uh, Most impressive. I, oh, thank, thank you, thank you. I've been drawing uh, for about four thousand years now, and this, <laughs> this is this is very well done. Well, again, thank you. I appreciate. And these are these are from your imagination, from your memories. I, I suppose memories would be the way to put it. Uh, I before. We knew what we carried. Uh, I asked the right question of that Palantir stone, and it showed me, for lack of a more polite way to put it, the history of your people uh, from the island Valinor until this stone was lost. Uh, and eventually became a motivator of darkness. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I saw many, many things, and as I have learned, they are things that many of your people never got to witness, even though you are incredibly long-lived. Uh, and so I, I want to be able to render the things I saw in a way that I can share with, mm -hmm. with everyone so that they can see the things I saw. Yes. A most noble effort. Uh, will you roll insight for me? Sure. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is unlikely to succeed. Oh, that's okay. No. Okay. Nothing bad, but just not a high enough. They are very surprised by this knowledge that you 
have seen these things and, oh, this is amazing. Surprised. Because <laughs> I'm not surprised. But you, <laughs> because he, he, yeah. they are, they are uh, putting on like a, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh. yeah. This is the, the last elf in Rivendell that hasn't heard. <laughs> 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 Basically. Um, and like, between between you you and me at home, uh, like Elrond specifically wants the things that Hanar has seen to be um, like documented accurately. So he has a a large motivator for trying to get your uh, your sure. your drawing and your your actual rendition up to snuff, basically. Well, and I think it like Hanar wants to learn mm -hmm. for sure, but I think part of it also turns into like sitting down with a police uh, sketch artist mm -hmm. and like they're like well, did it look like this <laughs> and oh. I'm like no 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 it was a little more this direction and this color was brighter over here you know so then mm -hmm. they're actually doing some of the drawings and I'm just sort of guiding from yeah. memory kind of stuff yeah um, that still never gets it like 100% accurate though right right and especially when it comes to like the trees and these visions of Valinor like Elrond wants to know what did it look like. Like, not what can you tell someone it looked like, but, like, can you sure. make it? So that's kind of the big motivation. And, well, and I, I will 100% keep trying oh, no, and yeah. try and improve. It's just in an effort to sort of get an example of what this elf can teach me, mm -hmm. I think that's probably why. I'm like, okay, let me describe what I'm trying to do here, kind of. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I think... Hannah's also probably kind of really focused on the idea of giant elves. <laughs> so, like, there's been a bunch of drawings where there's, like, standard-sized things and then a really big elf. <laughs> like, and he's like, when did, what is the deal? Like, did they, are they all back there already? Did they already get on the boats and leave? Yeah. yeah. So I think he probably asks really inane questions like that. Like, okay. are there any around? Did, did some live here? Big? Oh, much... Taller than you are. Uh, there's a little <laughs> bit of confusion. Also, like, being like, like a little bit of like, am I someone's playing a trick on me? Like, <laughs> a little bit of like both. Um, <laughs> well, I am not tall for an elf, but uh, they, I, I, there are some who are much much taller. But the proportions in your drawings are are a bit off. Still, they were not. Half the size of buildings. <laughs> the four-story elf. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like looking at it. He kind of does like a yeah. little bit of a grimace. Like, not quite right. <laughs> Real life example. My wife does our therapy. Mm -hmm. At one point she was like, here, you could do one of these exercises just well, for fun. And I'm like, great. And she's like, draw an apple tree. And I did. And then she's like, okay, draw a person... Picking an apple, and I just started drawing a person, <laughs> and then I realized I had drawn them on the other side of the page and forgot the picking the apple part. So I ended up drawing like really long arms, <laughs> and she's like, "We're never doing one of these again." <laughs> just, yeah. Like, <laughs> if I actually analyze this in the way that I should, you're in terrible shape, and we, I can't treat you ethically. You need to find help elsewhere. <laughs> oh wow. That's amazing. Oh. It's, it's very much that. Like there's some. Yeah. There, but 
And then I, I explain, like, no, I, I understand, but there were much more physically imposing elves that I saw. Ah. Yes, and, they're, um, they look kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, and then they kind of look at your drawing with that look of, like, when, you know, you, ha you have, like, a child's drawing, and it's a little sure. simplified, and, like, like, if they're drawing their family, like, the parents are, like, really tall, and then, like, they're really small, and then, like, you know, everyone has big smiles, and it's just, like, it's more interpretive than yeah, yeah. accurate. He's an impressionist artist. Yeah. <laughs> he got an impression once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't get to keep watching this vision over and over again. No. <laughs> I got one time through. Um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, they start telling you of um, some of the, the history of the elves. I know you talked with uh, with Erland about it a bit. Mm -hmm. Um but if you're asking specifically of like the elves of like the ancient ancient times, um, they start talking about uh, the name Feanor comes out a lot of when you're talking about like great mighty elves who you know did amazing and also terrible things. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> like things like that. So there's a a lot of uh, a lot of F names. And then, so it's, like, just the history there. And they do seem, like, even in um, Theor's wor words, like, like they seem mighty and great. Even if the stature isn't exactly what you drew, like, at that point, they're, like, the way you drew this elf is indeed how those of old were, if not by measurement, by might. Mm hmm. I hadn't thought of that. I, I'm also a bit confused about the elves coming and going and come. I don't, I, that was very it, it, confusing to understand, but I suppose you all have wanderlust spirit that wants to take you places. I will explain it like this. You have a home, do you not? Yes. And even if you are for a long time in a place somewhere else, you know your home is still waiting for you. And you still have some part of you that in some ways longs for it. Mm-hmm. That is part of every, well, most, not even every, but that is part of most elven spirits. Our our souls know where we were meant to be. And some of us are pulled by that thread. Others are not. Some choose to stay. But no matter how long we wait, we feel that longing and that sense of displacement. So while we may be very comfortable and we may be very fond of where we are, there's always a little bit of us that reminds us that we were meant to be elsewhere. Mm. I see. I see. It is strange, I will admit. 
to long for a place that you've never actually been. I myself sometimes find it hard to reconcile. Hmm. Well, I, I suppose it's good that you all are good at building ships. Oh, I am terrible at building anything, but I can well, draw things well. I meant culturally more than personally. I understand. I am no shipwright either. <laughs> I tried once and we sank in a lake. Yeah. It was really a, not a good time. You sank in a lake? Yes, yes. That's part of how we ended up finding the Palantir, in fact. Oh, indeed. Like, and I'll tell the story. Yeah, we kind yeah, of yeah. like fade as yeah, you're yeah. like sharing yeah. stories. <laughs> and you're by a big window and they're like giving you like... Oh, if you shade like this, like imagine the lights coming from all this direction, like all these things, like sure. okay, like basically, like make your your measurements for the things before you draw them, like perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly the whole thing. So you're having like an art lesson while you're also like regaling each other with tales of history and what you've done and things like that. So very nice. All right, Runa, cute. Yes. So what would you, now that you've seen all the things uh, in the vault, what would you want to do while you're in Rivendell? Um, I think uh, having never been here before and also being a lot more outgoing than me, the player, is she would probably try and make friends with, mm -hmm. like, some of the elves who live here and, like, find out, like, what do you do around here for fun? Like, what do okay. you do in Rivendell? <laughs> Uh, all right. Like, is there good hunting? Do you climb trees? Like, what do we do? Okay. Uh, I feel like you, uh, at one point, you're you're kind of like talking and kind of regaling a couple of elves with, oh yeah, this one time there was this giant thing, and, and you. Also, we're climbing waterfalls, like like here at Rivendell, like yeah. all the things, and like all the elves are watching and like kind of amazed. Um, so I feel like you've probably, and probably to Erlen's slight horror, struck up like a little bit of a competitive friendship with Eladan and Elrohir. That's perfect. kind of what I was it's thinking. Perfect. Yeah, that's <laughs> the so. Uh, oh God. Yeah, so those are the the twin kind of valiant sons of Elrond, um, and uh, Arwen's brothers <laughs> and uh yeah they are incredibly attractive and incredibly just mighty in any every physical way um and they are aghast and also delighted by how you just like climb things and jump off things and like so i feel like uh like at one point like at some point you were like climbing and then they probably like some sort of like dare situation happened where they were like oh. trying to go see if they could also so they are also like climbing <laughs> behind you so maybe Perfect. you do this thing where like in the morning is, is runa a morning person um she's a late morning person okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so i feel like you probably have like some sort of routine that's happened now this can happen a couple these are going to happen out of order yeah, yeah. so um so this is going to be a couple days into your stay maybe uh -huh. like the third day um and uh you probably have this routine of where they come and they meet you at breakfast mm -hmm. and you have a good breakfast and you talk and you tell stories of weird things you've done and they share and 
They have a lot more stories than you. She probably, but. I have this detailed set of maps. She probably put, pulls it out and is like, okay, so this cave right here, I was going in there spelunking for some treasure. Uh-huh. And it turns out it was full of wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like amazed by this. Like, and then they'll be like, well, I was, I was here and I was fighting like uh, uh, some of the orc hordes of the, that were left over from the enemy and blah, blah, blah. She loves this. Yeah. They, and they love your story as like, wolves and all these things they are just absolutely delighted and um in, in almost inspired and perplexed that someone no offense as weak as you <laughs> and as frail as a human would like have such a similar lifestyle to what they love yeah she absolutely shows them her armor that's made out of the burning beast pelt they love that. like everything they love everything she's like here touch it it's warm still on the inside <laughs> They probably have a thing now, like, when they walk up to you, they kind of, like, like knock you on the back, kind of like, hey, like, slap you on the back a little bit, just because they think that's cool, that it's, like, constantly warm a little bit. <laughs> and, uh... Hilarious. Yeah, just, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, and so... Locker room bro will. <laughs> really <laughs> are, though, like, canonically. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, it's the perfect fitting. friend for Runa. Yeah, they yes. really are. Um, and there's two of them, and uh, I want you to roll... Wait. Uh... Awareness. Oh, no, no. no. Uh, wait. Mm. No scan. Scan. Okay. Yeah. I keep forgetting to use it, but I have a um a gear uh that helps me with scan. Does that give me an extra dice? Die or what does it do? I don't remember. It's your party equipment I think, one. Yeah. It should oh. just give you an extra. I die. think you get an extra okay. die. Yeah. That's yeah. what I. That's what I thought, but I keep forgetting to use it. That was that. many, many months ago. I, I know. <laughs> I use mine every so often. Yeah. Um, oh. I succeeded and I got two tankwars. Okay, you are amazingly able to tell them apart, no problem. Like, awesome. Like, they are, like, amazingly identical twins. Even though they dress differently, they have very similar outfits all the time. It's not like they, like, and, and they do the thing where they try and not wear the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, will, like, sit down and they will, if even if they want the same thing for breakfast, they will order different things just to be different from each other. But they look so identical that, like, it's still, like, like even, oh, only the people who know them, like, best in the world can really tell them apart. And it's, like, almost by trying to dress differently than each other, it's almost, like, more confusing. Because mm-hmm. every day they try and wear something very different, and then it's, like, sometimes they even wear something that's sort of similar, and it's, like... I dated a twin for a really long time. There's a lot of a lot of pent up stuff there. <laughs> Jet went to to dinner with him and his brother one time, and his brother is like, "I'll order this," and he was like, "Ah, oh, that's what I wanted." I was like, "You can order that." And he's like, "No, I can't order the same thing as my brother." And he yeah. like, legit ordered something completely different. I was like, "That is commitment. It's that's a, a lifetime of commitment to never getting <laughs> the same thing." Okay, um, so they had kind of have that competitive energy with each other. And they are just delighted to have somebody kind of, like, competitive with them. Because they are princes here. Yeah. So, while they are, like, fond upon and people like them and they have, like, friends who really, like, admire them. Like, you are very real with them in a way that they are only real with each other and, like, their sister. Yeah, Runa doesn't really get the, like, treat royalty different from other people thing. Mm -hmm. Like, she'll be polite, but, like, they're just regular people. Right. And you're not enough anyway, so it's like, you're not my princes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, at this point in history, humans don't really have a whole royalty thing going on. Right? Nope. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, 
Yeah, there's not like a clear line. There's some people who've like taken over like no, and there's nobles, and there's people who've taken over like places of power depending on where it is. And like Rohan has like there's one king. Left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but that's really far from where yeah. we live. Yeah, and like, well, <laughs> you had King Bard. Yeah, that was also a very like this is very new. Yeah, that was real recent. Yeah. <laughs> like within your lifetime. Yeah, yeah, there's like not a not a storied like long lineage there. It's like, hey, I killed a dragon. Oh, you're king. <laughs> and I think even so, just her adi- sort of attitude is just like everybody's the same, same yeah. level. Like. Yeah. Um, so after you have like this breakfast, um, that you generally probably like climb a waterfall together or. You know, just, like, random strange things. Oh, she absolutely makes a bet with them on, like, who can get to the top first. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to have to roll for this. Okay. Because I want to see how this goes. <laughs> um, two foundational characters for all of the future. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. They're not that important. Oh, you know. No. Uh, all right. I'm going to have you roll. To lean back so they can hear me. Uh, athletics. Okay. The obvious skill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they have stats in this book. Um, I'm going to use a hope for this because I feel like she would really put her all into defeating both of them. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the dice said no. Okay. Decidedly. 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 Yeah. Right, so oh what did you roll? And so I rolled favored with three dice. Uh-huh. I got a one and a three mm-hmm. on on my favorite dice, mm-hmm. and then I got a one, a two, and a three. Mm. It's so wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, hubris catches up to me. Yeah, it does. So you're climbing this waterfall, and you can see, like, in your peripheral vision, uh, that they are like just just barely below, like just a little right there. Um, the only thing that's kind of giving you an edge is that you do this a lot. And while they are very heroic and very athletic, climbing waterfalls is something they've been doing for, like, two days. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, like, climbing and, like, you kind of do a thing where you, like, kind of, like, look back and grin and you grab a stone that just is a little more mossy than you realize. And you, like, slip. And you start falling. um, And then to, like, you're you're glad, but also you're, like, chagrin. Like, one of the brothers, like, grabs you (laughs) and, like, saves you from falling. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, embarrassing. A little bit. He's like, "Oh, little human, you've got to be careful on these wet rocks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pull me up. <laughs> Watch out for that one. You're about to put your hand on that one's the slippery one. I don't know. Most of the time, when people ask me to do something, they say please. Really? I thought you didn't <laughs> like it when people fawned all over you. He kind of like his brother, like is like laughing, and his brother reaches out and pulls you up. And he's like, "Hey!" <laughs> and so he puts you up, and so they put you back on the the rocks. <laughs> she pointedly thanks the other brother. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, he could have said, "Please, no humans don't have that great of manners." But goodness, <laughs> and he says it in a way that's not like. Me like he's yeah he, he's like she knows he's friendly ripping yeah. yeah and his brother's like well if you were worth it they probably would say please more often if you wouldn't order them around all the time remember mm. she's the one who taught you to climb a waterfall maybe you should be saying thank you to her 
Manners do go both ways. <laughs> both brothers kind of do the thing where they, like, look away at that. Like, <laughs> meh. Oh, no. She's also got, like, a total grin on her face. Like, she knows she's being a Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they are, too. Um, so, yeah, they, they get to the top. And then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll say it was Eladan who, like, was the one joking and asking you to say please. Uh-huh. Like, as you're getting to the top, he, like, reaches down and then he lifts you up. So you don't even get to finish the climb yourself. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> and his brother, like, uh, he, they like, like grabs, like, a cup and scoops water from the river and, like, throws it on his brother. And nice. he's like, hey, be nice. You're royalty. <laughs> giving us a bad name. <laughs> And like, and you look up, and there's like this little balcony of elves that are all standing there, like, oh. cute water fight. Yeah, <laughs> basically, like you and these two like elvish princes are in a water fight in the river. Like they're wrestling and like throwing each other in the water, and like you're wrestling with them. If that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and just like the like the elvish like chill court of Rivendell with their indoor outdoor lifestyle is just standing on the balcony, like, huh. I'm not sure what to do right now, so I'm going to have a very blank face. And then they kind of do the thing where they, like, hide their faces and, oh, my gosh, did you see what they just did? Looking calm again. I think the human just threw a cloud of dirt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of like your your kind of daily routine with the brothers. Awesome. I love it so much. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, my God. So... Airlines. So what are you doing in Rivendell? Um, well, there's this big, beautiful library. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah. Um, I think Erland is interested in seeing all those tomes that Elrond himself has written, if they are available to be read in the library. Um, the library, we kind of described it last time, so I won't go into super detail, but it's, like, incredibly tall. It's also open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the feeling that, like, the more important tomes are probably in, like, the family part of the building sure. or down in the, the vaults. Um, but you're in there, and uh, it has this, the, like, beautiful tall windows, sort of similar to, like, how we described the Tower in Anuminous. Mm-hmm. But this um, is all car- kind of carved out of wood and actually filled with like books that are like you can actually touch them they're not going to fall apart they're all incredibly well maintained some of them are probably older than actual or definitely older than Rivendell and like there's some that you wonder like there are volumes in Quenya here it's like was this how old is this book it's very old very old um so you're sitting in here in there one evening um people come and go and um, at one point, you look up and uh, you notice uh, a human boy, like, standing. And he's, he, he's kind of looking over the tomes. And he, he oh, and he looks like he finds, find, there's one that he finds that he was looking for. He goes, and he goes and quietly sits at one of the, the they're, like, kind of, like, reading desks. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of scattered throughout the room in different ways to, like, maximize the light at different times of the day. Um, and he sits in... He's just, like, studying it, and you notice he's, like, writing next to it in very beautiful Sundaran letters, um, just kind of taking notes on what he's reading. I think Erland would look and wonder Mm -hmm. uh, kind of what's going on here. There's a random human 
child. Uh, me, I'm screaming. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Erland <laughs> yeah. has no idea what's going on. Yeah, so he's uh, a little bit pale. Um, he has dark, dark brown hair. Uh, he looks to be somewhere between like 11 and 13. Mm-hmm. Um, human ages are hard and human child ages are really hard. Children are complicated yeah. and very confusing. And they change so fast, human children, like so fast. Yes. Straight, like five minutes ago, he was probably a baby. Who knows? Um, and uh, yeah, so he's sitting there. He seems... Based on the children you've observed in Hobbit in in the Shire and in Hobbit society, he's very quiet and very reserved and sitting still. I think I've seen strange. the children in Bree as well, and they're very lively. Yeah, like <sighs> seeing a human child here is strange. Seeing a human child sit still reading is also very strange from your point of view and your Absolutely. knowledge base, which is very very minute. This is a very calm ten-year-old, maybe, maybe twenty-year-old. I don't know. Something. Somewhere um, between, like, 5 and 50. Yeah. Based on the demeanor, maybe in in his 20s? Unknown. Um, but I, Erlen is really not the prying type, but I think he would just look and try and see, like, the garb of this young man. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to look for clues as to why there's a random human here. I thought we were the only outsiders. Yes. <laughs> um, at one point... Um... And uh, an elf who very clearly lives here walks by um, and says, Make Ovan Estelle. And you notice that the the young man speaks back in, like, perfect Sindarin. Like, very fluent. Like, full on. They have a small conversation, just like they obviously know each other. They're greeting. The, uh, the elf is asking, oh, what are you reading? And he's explaining what he's reading. And he's taking notes um, for, his, for his tutor. Um, and like like there's like idioms and like the equivalent of like elvish slang like like this is not a kid who's studying Sindarin this is a kid who speaks Sindarin all the time yeah <laughs> at this point Erlen is just like trying to read and is really struggling because he is deeply confused <laughs> um and i think he starts to kind of thumb through all of the, like, important connections that he knows Elrond has to the different r- old kingdoms of men at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, is this, like, some distant relative? What's the story going mm-hmm. on with this? Um, but I don't think he would dare ask. Okay. Because... A, it's a child, and he tends to, unless there's, like, a parent or the child approaches him, he tends to just leave kids alone because mm-hmm. he doesn't really understand them. Yes. Um, but I think the more important thing is that he understands that this is a guest in Elrond's house, and he doesn't want to be impolite, unlike some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was polite. I was making friends. <laughs> um, but he just kind of files that away in the... I forgot that Elrond's kind of strange category, uh, and that there's this random human child who speaks perfect Cinder, and ah, <laughs> um, playing a more curious character. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and kind of as you're watching, like suddenly, like it's one of those things where you you're kind of like stealing glances at the kid, and suddenly you steal a glance, and the kid's looking right at you, and they kind of have the look of like. And he quickly closes his book and takes up his notes. 
and kind of like holds it to him and like walks out, like kind of looking at you, like, who are you? And minds their own business with the book that they are definitely still reading. <laughs> they go to like another desk that's like a little bit in a different place that like you can't see them. Uh-huh. But then they can like peek over and look at you a little bit. And then like you can see them kind of like look around and like when no one else is in the Um, who are you? I, I, I have been here for a very long time. They're like 10. That's like ridiculous for you to be like, that's not very long. <laughs> like not five minutes yeah. for me, but that's fine. And I've, uh, I've, never, I've never seen you before. Oh, um, forgive me. I'm Ellen from Mithland, the guest of the house. Oh, he gets up off the little stool and like does a very like grand bow. Uh, I am Estelle. I am a guest of Lord Elrond here. I've been here as long as I can remember. Are you, are you with the one who climbs the waterfalls? I, yes, she is a friend of mine. Like he's trying to look very adult and you just see like the, his eyes twinkle. <laughs> like. Good. G- good. I, that you are friends. It is good to be, have friends and I'm sometimes very alone here. That's sad, but understandable. I myself was a young elf among mostly elder elves. So it's a sentiment I recognize. Would you mind if I sit next to you? I would be honored. He goes back, like grabs his things and comes and sits next to you. I, I, are you staying long here in Rivendell? Just for a while. I require a bit of rest. I got injured in a fight. You were in a fight? Uh, my friends and I, um, though Runa, the waterfall climber, is probably the most active amongst us, um, we are adventurers. I, I... I dream about going adventuring someday. I feel like nothing interesting is ever going to happen to me. I've been here for so long. My mom says... Or my mother says that we must stay here to be safe, but it just feels sometimes like we're trapped here. I'm sorry you feel that way, but the world is complex, and perhaps your mother is correct. I would give anything to have that sort of advice from my mother. Yeah. She's She's very serious a lot. I know she worries. My father died a long time ago, and she brought us here to... I I guess she's friends with Lord Elrond or something. But I I feel like I'm almost... uh, I'm 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 a young man. I should go out and I should fight things and I should hunt things and and bring them back and, and... I don't know, I just... I feel like sitting and reading books. While I really, really like books, I just like to do other things. Your time will come. As all people's time comes. It took me thousands of years, but here I am. That's amazing. I see Elodan and 
Elro here, and I, they talk, and sometimes they spar with me a bit, which is, you, you also like file that little bit, yeah. but it's like, I'm sorry, the princes of this elven kingdom spar, with like, this boy? pay attention to you? Um, but, you know, sometimes it feels like, like we're friends, but they are a lot older and bigger. And I, I can't even keep up like your friend, the waterfall climber does. Like I, I try, I actually tried to sneak out the other day and climb a waterfall too. And my mother got very upset at me. Very, very angry. I didn't even pick the big one. I picked the little one. It wouldn't have hurt that much if I'd fallen, I think. You will grow. And I have no doubt with such robust role models that you will grow to be equally as skilled. I hope so. I want to do great things someday. I mean, I probably will just end up uh, like a, a fighter or something. Like uh, maybe I can be an adventurer too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe killing monsters to help protect people. Um, I don't know. It'd be strange being among humans again. But I mean, maybe maybe Lord Elrond could have me. Maybe I could be a page for him or something. Even as an adult, maybe Eladan and Elrond here someday on an adventure will need someone to be a squire for them. I hope. Even higher things than Squire for you, young Estelle. Thank you. I'm just a kid living in elven lands, which, while it's very beautiful and very nice, it just, it's like having a shirt that doesn't quite fit. Even if it's made of beautiful fabric, it just isn't quite right. That's very wise. He looks very pleased when you say he, <laughs> he looks wise. Thank you. I, I, I hope someday maybe we can go on an adventure together. I would love that, sincerely. And besides, at some point, Rune is going to have to stop climbing waterfalls and I'll need someone else to frighten me. <laughs> I could definitely do that. You know, I, I did hear that your, um, your friend the Hobbit left. Maybe you were looking for a, a fourth person to join your, your, like someone to feel his spot in your fellowship and your, your, your adventuring. Well, I would have to defer to the wisdom of your mother. Well, I'm a little bit taller than the Hobbit was. I, I could fit that same like size about. <laughs> One day. All right. And just at that moment, um, this like stunningly beautiful like human woman kind of walks in. She's just, uh, like probably like mid thirties, mm -hmm. um, very fair, like, like pale, um, skin, um, long, long golden hair and kind of a sad expression. Even when she's smiling, there's just a little bit of like, she knows too much about the world. And, uh, she walks in and she looks a little alarmed for a moment. Estelle, uh, I hope you are not bothering Lord Elrond's guest. I want you to roll a, a awareness for, or insight for me, please. Mm -hmm. huh. I am so garbage at that, which is <laughs> hilarious. No. Okay. Um, yeah, they, she looks alarmed and you're kind of perplexed. Like, he lives in this land of elves. Like, yeah. obviously, like... 
Like, um, because she's alarmed a little bit in a way that's like not just is my kid being rude, like, like who are you talking to? Yeah, like my kid's talking to a stranger. Yeah, which is a strange thing for elves, I suppose, because you all kind of know each other. So like, uh, it's just a little bit of an odd thing. Um, he's not been a bother. All right. Well, thank you. Estelle, wait, come along now. We must get going. It's uh, almost time for your, your sword lessons. And he kind of like, all right, Mom. Thank you for talking to me. I hope I, hope I get to see you before you leave again. And think about what I said about the Hobbit. Go to your training. <clears throat> okay. And he grabs his stuff and like, Hurriedly runs over and like a little bit to your chagrin, like shoves the book back in its spot. <laughs> like it's in the right spot, yeah. but it's just a little rougher than it should have been. And like takes his notes and like r- like kind of runs over to his mom and she puts his ar- her arm around him and kind of like smiles at him and like glances over at you and smiles at you, but like it's like a scanning yeah. smile. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, I'm gonna remember who you are. And like walks out with them. <sighs> it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, I think Erlen just kind of files this away as a extremely specific curiosity of the last homely house and kind of takes note that Elrond is looking out for more than just elves. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, spoilers to those of you who didn't know, that is, a uh, child Aragorn <laughs> being raised. He does not yet know that he is, uh, the heir to Isildur and, you know, all of Gondor, etc., um, and it's an excellent yeah. perfect mother, Gilrin, who yes. I'm also equally obsessed with. <laughs> yeah. Who thinks it's super sus about you. <laughs> As she should. Yes. As she should. Um, but yeah, so uh, Aragorn was told when he turned 20 that he was the heir. So up to that time, he lived in Rivendell, um, not knowing really who he was. And just as a guest, he thought. Yeah. So. All right. So this is going to be our time. Uh, these are some of the little snippets of our time in uh, Rivendell. So I would like for you, please go ahead and clear all your fatigue. Yay! So we'll say that we spent a week here. I don't know if I should count, like, climbing waterfalls every day is clearing fatigue. Yeah, but God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pretty normal yeah, no, for her. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's, it's more about sleep. But, yeah. And it's, like, restorative She's fun. She really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's for, um, let's just kind of have a scene where we are wrapping up. And you realize your, your visit's probably coming to an end. Um... And, uh, yeah, you've heard, um, there's, there's a couple different things that you've heard that are possible that you can go take care of. Um, Elrond says that, uh, he does have someone in mind to join you that he trusts, um, but they have been waylaid. Mm -hmm. So they are not at the, at this time able to, to join you. Um, and he will send, um, this person when... They get back to Rivendell and he can, so uh, he's asked you to talk amongst yourselves and kind of decide where you're going so he knows where to send this person Mm -hmm. when they do arrive. Um, So let's have a scene with maybe the the three of you just Mm -hmm. chatting, like maybe you're in the Hall of Fire listening to someone sing 
or on a balcony somewhere eating. You feel like you eat all the time. We do eat all the time. Yeah. Why would you not? Food here is delicious. Yeah. Even when it's not delicious, food's awesome. <laughs> food's good. <laughs> so I've been thinking about Arid Loon again, about the um, beast near the mountains. Mm. I was also thinking about that. What do we think that is? Can't be anything good, unless it's a rumor. Hopefully it's not another Palantir. I think that seems very unlikely. Although I do also hope that it is not. Uh, I fear it might be something like we thought was following us. Right. There is also that, which is also concerning. I have not seen it. I don't entirely know what it is. I have heard it, but not seen it as well. And the closest I got was a silhouette in the night. But it's something that can either fly or jump very well from tree to tree. Is it madness to figure out what it is? I suppose we just have to wait and see if it follows us again. I, I, I certainly hope that after an extended stay here, we've lost it for a while. I hope. Perhaps it will have moved on. Um, have any of you asked any of the elves yeah, about it? I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps we should consult the library here? The well, the watchers, they found us. I'd imagine they... Oh. Yes. That's a good point. I've been looking in the library into Arid Loon, but... Is it a good idea to bring up the fact that we may have led some horrible thing here? Yes. All right. It's better for them to know. Okay. We also brought them some horribly dangerous thing to keep in their I, vaults. I, my fear is that these are related things. <laughs> I have trust that the the mountains and the rivers here will obscure Imladris. And it is to the benefit of its guardians to know when there's something terrible lurking in the darkness. That's fair. <sighs> All right, so we should ask them and make way towards the Blue Mountains. That's a long journey. It's a very long trek. So maybe we start with Bree again. Uh, yes. There's also, um, uh, like, th there's plenty of, of, I mean, you probably picked up on some of this while your time there. There's different elves that go out and, and fight different things in the area. They kind of try and keep the darkness away from Rivendell. Um, so they've brought back stories and kind of boastful, and you definitely have heard a whole bunch about it from the twins. <laughs> like every time they go kill a thing, they come back and they just like 
the story gets bigger every time we tell it a little bit. <laughs> like, it. wait a minute. I heard you tell that story to someone else yesterday, and it only had four heads. Like, <laughs> mm, why are there eight now? <laughs> like, I realize you're jocks, but come on, math isn't that I hard. I thought you guys were better but, at math yeah. than this. <laughs> <laughs> not quite that bad. I'm sort, of, I'm sort of simplifying it for, like, yeah. effect. But, um, so that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, are there any specific rumors about things that are, like, still in the area? Um, they have. Uh, there have been an incursions of... Oh, actually, I need to check lines and fails real quick. I forgot. Are spiders a thing for anybody? Good. Okay. <laughs> Thumbs up means you're fine with spiders. We're team, yeah, we're team good. spider okay, over team here. Spider <laughs> over here. <laughs> okay. Team spider or team killing spider? Either. Okay. I had a pet tarantula. Okay. I'm not bothered. Okay. IRL team spider okay. yeah. in game can kill okay. if necessary. Okay. <laughs> um, so they've actually had uh, a lot of these like large spiders. Not that not like a forest problem. Yeah, like not of the giant size that are of the histories, but like you know something that's that's fairly common, not great, um, but but they 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 happen in this world. So. Um, and Goliance uh, is a spider, a great spider of history. Um, actually, the one who killed the trees, Dave. That did you see the spider in your vision? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. Um, no, I think I. But Erland has talked about Ungoliant. Yeah. Yes. And you yeah. definitely would have been like, well, where did the trees go? I'm guessing at some point. Like, why is it such a big deal? Just yeah. go and see them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you at some point, like probably multiple elves have told you the story of this huge like like demon spider that came and used its venom to kill the trees. Um, and from that many, like if you've read the Hobbit or seen the movie or uh, not the Hobbit, uh, Lord of the Rings, like Shelob, the mm-hmm. Shelob, um, the big spider that, that uh, Sam and uh, Frodo face is like of the, that descent. And so there are many such spiders, not quite of that size, but like a little bit smaller. So like sizes of like, Large dogs, maybe some as big as horses. That's a big spider. It is a big spider. Not compared to the ones in the histories, but (laughs) like Angolian's like island size almost. She's gigantic. Marilyn was bringing her up in the context of thinking that maybe the horrible anglerfish was one of her children. Mm. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, like, because she did spawn many evil things, not all of them spider shaped. There's a lot of of bad things. Um, so there's there's a lot of kind of darkness in the areas around, um, and it's sort of the things. There's not like specific rumors, but every time the elves go out, they find stuff, and this okay. is a difference than the past. So there is like kind of the the murmur of how the shadow seems to be stronger. Okay, um, and they've taken some of your stories, especially the one about the 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 doom. Uh, the the anglerfish also is like more signs of the darkness rising. <clears throat> so especially um, if they they've probably given you tips for your travels. Oh, have we been on the the? Oh, I, you just I put just that put okay. it on the map. Okay, we were talking about going places. No, no, that's so great. I was like, oh no, have we been on the map the whole time we were role playing? No, no. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. I really like the faces we were all making. Uh, okay, um, so they've also told you about. Um, like some of the safe ways, if you do decide to head back to Bree, mm-hmm. like okay, be careful along the road. Um, there is, uh, there've been more and more. There's been more and more activity along, um, 
and this tower called Weathertop, which you would be aware of because it, it it's probably on your your maps and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's known kind of as a a bandit's lookout. Um, there's a lot of uh, like it it is literally like a top of a hill. So a lot of times smugglers and things will use it as a place where they can see different people coming. Um, but it's been busier than usual um, there. Um, just like tons of things. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in the absence of something specific that is menacing the area, um, I think at least Runa would be focused on kind of taking care of the things that are threatening our general home and adopted home and people. Yeah. I think Erlen would have spent a little bit of time looking into that when when they were in the library as well, like looking into what could be there. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, the, there's a couple different things. It was, it's so vague mm-hmm. that like, there are stories of um, like giant size, like creatures of all sorts, spiders, but also like bats and things like that, that are, you know, uh, like, that haven't been seen since, like, the olden days. So these are things that are kind of... Well, there are elves alive who've absolutely fought these things, and but, like, the younger elves, the newest generation, like, there's stories to them. Yeah. So you would never have actually seen one. I did see the thing that was following us. You did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. So I would have relayed that description to... The party. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. did kind of see it, and it was like wrapped like, up a little oh, bit. Yeah, that's many. right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you do find um, descriptions. Uh, it's not named, mm-hmm. probably specifically not sure. named. Um, of in the 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 fights of um, uh, like in Gondolin, there is mm-hmm. the descriptions at at the fall of Gondolin, which is a great elven city that was destroyed by the the darkness, um, of Balrogs and uh, like and dragons and many other like animals and 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 beasts of the darkness and among them was described like these large bat-like creatures mm. that um they're sort of like i like this is a description is way off tone but like if you watched um the gargoyles cartoon oh yeah yes yeah sort of similar to that um where they're, but their arms are like their wings mm-hmm. so they are kind of wrapped around but they have more of like a human kind of face with horns. Um, they don't have hair, but they're about the size of a very tall human. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, but their legs are kind of like the other way. Like, mm-hmm. like their knees go back, sort of like sure. a dog or an or animal. Bestial. Yeah, bestial, exactly. Um, but they are um, fairly intelligent. So often the enemy would use them more as like scouts because they were... If you have a if you have a fight, you're gonna send a Balrog or this bat guy. Like you're sending your Balrog, and you're gonna probably relay information very quickly through the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a, a kind of that kind of uh, about amount of information. Okay. So there's not like a ton of information, but they were seen and recorded as being seen. I think Erlen takes note mm-hmm. as a potential thing, but it's so long ago as well. Like. There was no notes about weird anglerfish because that developed independently. And mm-hmm. so it's one of those, like, all of those should be dead. 
They should they they should be dead. All the Balrogs are dead. Yeah, all the all the Balrogs are dead. No yeah. one's seen a Balrog in, in more than one age. Yeah. Why would these be here? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Erlen does like relay that information, but it's also very clear like these should be dead. I don't think this is what it was, but it could be like a descendant of or like an errant version of mm-hmm. because there's no way that these are still alive. Yeah. yeah. Runa is like, that sounds suspiciously like what I looked at. <laughs> Except it was crouched. Or maybe it was shorter. Uh, I think we should err on the side of assuming it is large. <sighs> and then if it's small, we will be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> All right. That's very bad if it is if it is one of those. I'm... Well... Very hesitant. If they existed before, they could have reemerged from. It may not be a historically ancient thing. It may be some reemergence of, you know, some insects hibernate for years and years. But the shadow fell. That's. I th- I think we've wandered enough and seen enough evidence that there's still plenty of. Shadow left in the world. Yes. But that is a direct agent of the darkness and not some errant beast that's developed and changed by shadow. And that is my concern. All right. Well. I share your concern, but I think we are safer to assume the worst. At least in this situation. Then we've been seen by an agent of shadow. Well. Which? I think I was when I touched the Palantir anyway. Uh, that's true. Have you said, said that out loud to them before? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> That you had actually felt like you had been seen and perceived by the darkness? Um, I think I did say that something, that I felt like something looked back oh, at okay, me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I think not in, like, so specific of language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, before I forget, we should probably also tell Leoran that we've done away with the plant here and he can return to regaling us with his interesting antics and maybe a few answers about why he didn't want to be seen with said Palantir. That was some curious behavior. I was a little preoccupied with the aftermath of all that. Um, But he was behaving quite oddly around it. Yes. I'm going to throw out to you that you are uh, you are in the realm of one of the most knowledgeable, yes. oldest, powerful elves ever. <laughs> I'm just going to like, I'm not going to make, like you don't have to. You are able to do whatever you want, but there's a lot of like questions I feel hanging. And I want you to know as players, like from a GM, like... I don't want you to feel like you don't have resources to find yeah. more information yeah. about this. Okay. If as characters you choose not to, that's totally legit, but I want to just make sure that I'm not 
painting well, you into a corner that you don't know how to get out of. I, I think that we've agreed that we should warn the elves we might have seen something like this. Okay. And right? Erland is going to use every resource possible to find out more information in hopes of disproving that this is a intelligent agent Fair of enough. shadow. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I'd bring up Leoran. No. Personally, I, I mean... I, That's just among us. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think Runa as well. It's like, if he is hiding from something, I don't want to yeah. bring attention to him. And he's certainly done enough for us that, and implied that he doesn't necessarily want everybody to know his business, that I would not just go ran, running around blabbing about him to everyone. Yeah. I'm sure he appreciates that. Like, legit. <laughs> yeah. Stalkery bats, we'll talk about you all day. Right. Later in. <laughs> keeping yeah, I mean, like, if the bat had saved me from drowning and then asked, like, hey, buddy, maybe just, I, I was just passing by. Uh, please don't go tell the elves to come murder me. Yeah. Like, I would be like, all right, buddy, you get a pass this mm -hmm. time. You know, next time you come stalking me in the night, though, we might have to talk. But, okay. but yes, we do have to go find out about Sam's new best friend. Okay. The big Batman. Mm-hmm. All right, so who are you going to ask about this? Is there like a captain of the guard? Like a... So, you are looking for an elf called Gorfindel. Okay. Who is <laughs> basically like Elrond's, like the official defender of Imladris. Um, and... Uh, like, <laughs> I love your, your your reaction every time I say a name, Kai. It, it, it makes my week. He's so badass. He really is. <laughs> um, and it's like, he's like Elrond's, like, chosen lieutenant and herald. Like, he is, like, he is one of the few people here who, like, can, like, look at the twins and be like, cut it out. And I'll be like, okay, yes, sir. Like, other than their dad. <laughs> like, he is like, storied, errant hero of elven legends um, and has, like, been around for quite some time. He's, like, the coolest elf alive. It's yeah, fine. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And he uh, is, he probably, he's a bit of a rock star, even though he's, like, this is not a big place and everybody knows him, but he's, like, still kind of a rock star. If this was like a high school environment, like, like Elrond is like, like the 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 one everybody knows and likes and is like clearly in charge. Like, I don't want to say the principal, like, because I want to be at that level. But like, oh, everybody loves it. Like, oh, well, I'll listen to you. Like, Gorfindel's like the 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 football team captain and like king of. Like homecoming and like all these things. So, like Elrond is like ASB president. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Perfect. And Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Elrond right. actually does all the stuff and like yeah. manages everything, <laughs> makes sure the bake sale goes off and makes sure everything's done for everything. The elections are held right. And like Gorfindel is the one who shows up and is like, hey, listen to him. <laughs> and everyone's like, yes. Okay. Um, Erland knows who Gorfindel is. Yeah. That's got to be true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like absolutely. So the, the description of Gorfindel. His hair was of shining gold, his face fair and young and fearless and full of joy. His eyes were bright and king and his voice like keen and his voice like music. So that's mm -hmm. Tolkien's description of him. 
So even Tolkien thought he was like the bee's knees. Um, so uh, this is the 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 defender of Rivendell and uh, and Elrond's right hand man for everything. Well, I, I would bring that up in our group. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. we tell whoever's in charge of security. <laughs> we should kind of a thing. We should certainly do that, and um, we. We should plan that conversation about what we do and do not say. Agreed. Um, what an unusual tactic for us. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Rena's like, this is not my forte. I usually just blurt things out. <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I think Erland would happily... Say like say that yes, we will walk over there and go that, but also sure. plan, plan yeah, good. Yeah. So, I I feel like we just managed to convince Elrond to keep the Palantir here. Mm-hmm. We maybe shouldn't be like clearly this is a connected event. Our tampering with the thing brought the horrible bat creature back from the darkness. And might be living in the trees outside now. Like, I, that seems like a bad approach. It is possible that the two are unrelated. Correct. So we can just say, on our travels here, we spotted this thing that seems to resemble this thing that we found in the library. It never got close enough for us to positively identify it, but... I think that right? is... Both truthful and diplomatic. I I agree. Because I, I certainly don't want him to change his mind and be like, no, here, please take this and go. <laughs> I do not wish to bring it with us again. No. Um, Erland, would you care to take the lead in this conversation? I will do my utmost... <laughs> I, I must admit, I actually do knew, know who does safeguard these valleys, oh. and um, a friend then. No, someone oh. who is quite remarkable. Oh. Uh. Yes. No. No. Not beard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was very excited to make some security. <laughs> That's that's the standout remarkable elf character yes, in mean, <laughs> the beard. Sure. No lie. <laughs> he is quite renowned among elves, um, among other things, because he's he's died. Uh, <laughs> you ghost? No. Okay. That's not a permanent thing. It is. Oh. Just not for him? Just not for him. Okay. Am I allowed to ask him about that? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I was expecting a not. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> Erland is a little flustered. Because Erland is just like, no, I need you all to understand that this is like the biggest rock star in the world, and even <laughs> I, a very controlled being, is like, 
Hello. Yes. That is only making Runa way more excited to see this person. Yeah. Big? Big elf? <laughs> I must admit I've I've never met him. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. The tales say so. So maybe it's like a bloodline then. Hmm. Hmm. Could be. Okay. You tell him about the bat creature and I will ask him about how he died. Absolutely. Okay. In that order, please. Fine, <laughs> yes. Knock knock. Hey! <laughs> how did you die? You died and came back. We need to know. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this episode so much. Okay. Uh, so you go and seek out Gorfindel. And uh, uh, you find, uh, like, you, oh, have you seen Gorfindel? And, like, you are directed to, um, yeah. Real quick out of character. That wasn't his fancy sword thing that I saw. Though. No. no. It was another G name. Yeah. Gilgalad. <laughs> Gilgalad, yeah. Gilgalad. Okay. Um, cool. Yes. Uh, that was a high king. Not nearly of as my cool. my people. Yeah, your people. Not nearly as cool as Gorfindel. It's true. Like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> very cool. Not, Not as cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> the scale of elven coolness. Gilgalad's like medium. I, I just, I knew it was another G name. Yeah, and my yeah. brain was like, oh, There's is that? There's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. So Tolkien really likes um, like connecting people through names. Sure. So like all of the, um, like all of the, the heirs of Isildur, um, like Aragorn, his father, they all have AR names, which doesn't get confusing at all, that they all sound very similar. Well, they're related <laughs> to the tree. They yes. all, it all goes back to the tree. Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's a thing. You can tell who who's related to who sometimes by breaking down their names. Um, Arwen having an AR name is very symbolic. Mm. So there you go. Mm. Um, so. I just figured like Elrond's kids all have a penchant for humans. <laughs> <laughs> or at least they do now. Yeah. <laughs> like, congratulations. <laughs> All right. Um, so you are sent to um, this room that you haven't actually been in before. It's in the main house, and it's actually on the second story, um, which mm -hmm. you, which was kind of like the the family area that you kind of you weren't given an, on your tour with Elrond, um, and uh, you're. There's one of the, the many elves kind of escort you up there. Um, and on the far side of, of the building, there's a big room. And it actually has, like, a door with a lock on it, which is kind of strange for just a regular room. And it open uh, like, it's unlocked right now. And the, the elf kind of does a tap on it and then opens the door. Um, and you walk into this room that is covered with maps and there's books lying everywhere it's clearly like a work room so it, it's lovely and beautiful but it's like a functional room there's like uh like what some weapons stored on one side of the room not on display like this is how you store them between using them this is a a, a functional room for someone who likes to get stuff done and in the middle of this room, um, kind of uh, with his back to you, kind of humming to himself beautifully, and kind of like looking at a, a, a couple of the maps on the wall turning around, 
hmm, is, is one of the taller elves you've seen. Not as big as like you imagined, Hanark. Sure, sure. Like the, the Noldor you imagine as these giant, magical, huge, giant elves, but very tall. Um, and like like I read a few minutes ago, long, shining gold hair, just flowing beautifully. Um, he's in like casual armor. So like certain pieces are on, but it's not like a full suit, but it looks like he could like be ready to go in like five seconds. Um, and uh, yeah, and Gorfindel is standing before you and he kind of turns in like that almost slow motion, like with little anime sparkles. Yeah. And like oh, flips his Aaron, hair. Aaron breeze <laughs> yeah, yeah. beautiful hair. Erlen turns bright pink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Megavonin. May I help you? Megavonin. You are the visitor. You are the elf who has seen. Or sorry, you are the dwarf who has seen the trees. Yes. They were very beautiful. Indeed, they were. And he kind of like nods at you, and you know. He knows and has seen them. And there's like, there's just a look and you're just like, yeah. oh. And there's just like a little sparkle in his eyes that like, you know. Lord Glorfindel, um, I am Erland of Mithland. This is Runa of Bree and Hannah of the Dwarves. And we come um, seeking your wisdom and uh, perhaps a bit of caution about something we saw along the road. Indeed. Proceed. Um, there was a great winged creature that was spotted by Runa here, on the road here. That was not of normal bestial nature. Indeed. Can you describe Runa of Bree? I can. I was hunting um, and spotted it watching me from a cave nearby. Um, it did not know that I saw it. Um, oh, he looks so, a little bit <clears throat> impressed by that. <laughs> um, it appeared to be crouched down. Uh, I do not believe its stature was quite that small and was wrapped in its wings. Wings. Uh, humanoid shaped, generally. Um, would be quite tall uh, if it stood. Maybe. I believe so. Wings of feathers or wings of skin? Wings of skin. Indeed. A Quildemarth. Mm. And those of you who speak a little bit of Sindarin would know that means like quiet doom. One has not been seen for many ages. I saw them at the fall of Gondolin. Frightful creatures. Quite annoying. Almost cowardly in a slimy way, would wait for all their brethren to fight before they entered the fray. Killed four Balrogs before I got to one of them. Dispatched it immediately, of course. Mm -hmm. Go on. Yes. <laughs> He's quite used to people being like a like agape at what he says. They are uh, known watchers and spies and messengers of. Foul darkness. You said it was following you. We did see it more than once. I saw it and then 
All, all I saw was a silhouette flying or perhaps jumping from tree to tree in the night. So you do not think it was the same creature? I, it may... I mean, if it was a winged thing that could fly, I, it very well could have been. But I, I didn't see it wrapped up looking like a humanoid. And it passed quietly above, but I did not see it land or furl itself. An honest assessment. I can respect that. It would be very dangerous if, if the masses of any of those ancient beings were here now. For some. Others would be able to dispatch it quite quickly. But they're a sign of something worse and something greater. He kind of looks at you like... Like, with respect to that, like, knowledge. Yes. As I've heard of some of your tales, you are already aware of this and the spreading darkness. It's... He kind of like gestures to the maps behind him. Many think it is just a cycle that the darkness ebbs and flows and grows in power and then dispatches and that it's all just the breeding of dark creatures as with any other group of living beings. Like deer in a forest with, enough, with not enough wolves. They overpopulate and then if wolves come, they are driven back again. I do not think it is such. It is not a natural progression of these creatures, as many would like to comfort themselves in thinking. I've seen too many ages of this world, and I've seen too many risings of the darkness and fought them and had them draw my own blood to believe in such things. And you can see on the maps there's uh, like notes and things marked it's very neat and orderly, more like a general marking events that have happened than like the like yarn drawn between like mm -hmm. things like we see. So it's like, and if you kind of like look at it, um, like if any of you roll, can you, I'll give me a battle roll. Ooh, battle. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> we don't use that one very much, but. Oh, we got two tank wars. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> okay, and a success. And a success. Okay. Yeah. No. Shocking. Not, not even close. Okay, Runa. Maybe it's because you've been hanging out with like two of his kind of proteges so much, um, Illidan and Elo here. But like, you look and you kind of start seeing like a pattern in all the things he's marked, hmm. and he's clearly been documenting like every instance of an elf fighting something of the darkness, even smaller things like killing forest spiders or like a, a weird sighting of a thing here. Um, but you do kind of see a pattern um, and he's actually put uh, like markings in different colors based on when things have happened. Hmm. So you can see almost like a cascade coming closer, like, and kind of like slowly starting to box in like these bright points that don't have anything like Rivendell is like a little kind of like empty circle with like things happening around it mm -hmm. like the Shire even though there are a couple things in there 
And you notice that there's a a, a mark where you all fought the burn beasts. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously like collecting all the information he can get. Um, and there's some things in the Shire, but you can see outside the edge of the Shire, there's a lot more stuff. And it, it kind of does that for, for most of, of the areas we've been in. Is there, uh, what does it look like kind of around the, um, the Blue Mountains where we were talking about going, where the rumors of the beast were? Oh, oh that's a good call. Um, there's, there's stuff there. Um, you can't read, like, like if anyone else is kind of looking at it, there mm-hmm. are some like beast attacks. There's a lot of them where it's like a lot of them say beast because like people aren't able to give accurate descriptions or no accurate names. Sure. The things that happen closer to like Rivendell and like things that around Mithland have more accurate names with them because the elves are able to be like, this is what I saw. It looks like this. Let's look in the, the lore and find exactly what it is. Stuff from the Shire goes through the the Hobbit rumor mill first, and suddenly something that's five feet tall becomes ten feet tall, and it's harder to like really narrow down. Like, not there's like a little post-it note that's like fire, fire dwarf, dwarf question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely gonna make that. Yeah, there's it, it's marked in like a in like a neutral color, so it's not like an a, it's not a threat. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a little bit of a strange thing that popped yeah. up. Wild. Um. So and that's kind of like on the maps behind him. Okay. This is a lot of information. It's this is my duty to protect this world and specifically Lord Elrond and Rivendell. I have to say the pattern is not encouraging. Oh, that proves you are as observant as you are brave, young Runa. Thank you. Do you have any specific advice for this creature should we encounter it again? Kill it if you can. If you fought the burn beasts, you should three of them, you should be able to dispatch it quickly. Not without taking a bit of harm. There is harm in dispatching darkness, young Ireland. It is not a task to be taken on and expect to preserve your perfect skin. Well, it's not a problem anymore. It's not as perfect as it used to be. Wear the scars with pride. It shows you have had the courage to do more than most. But they are... Many will tell you it's simply curious or it sensed power, but I think that they are gathering information as well. For who? That I do not know. I have suspicions. There are many lieutenants of the darkness who may somehow have survived. Who knows what could happen? But you are not the only ones to have seen such creatures. And if what Lord uh, Elrond tells me is true, and you had a palantir, there's those out there who probably know as well now. Hmm. But they seem to be—they they seem to be a very common sighting currently, compared to the last age when they haven't been seen at all. 
So something has probably has tasked them with something. What exactly that is, I do not know. But in the past, they gave orders, reported back, took out small enemies where the where the shadow asked them. So. So we would be wise to strike down the shadow's eyes when we see that. Indeed. It would be probably best for your long-term health before it could report back and send something more formidable to take care of you. For while they are fierce in appearance, they are mostly weak. He kind of like sneers a little bit. <laughs> and they've not been so bold as to try and enter Mithland or Imladris. No. They have been seen on the outskirts. Most have not returned if they've been seen. But, as their name suggests, they are quiet. Mm. And even the sharpest elven eyes can miss them in the dark. So who knows what they have reported back. Is there a pin at Illuminous? Um, no, I don't think there is one right now. Hmm. There's more. The, the rangers. The remnants of the great kingdom. The Dunedain. They have also seen things. And we saw one um, a bit at the... A Dunedain? A creature. Ah. Also the Dunedain. Also the Dunedain. We saw many of those. Um, oh, I, I, I see. He's, you see, he, like, there's a little bit of an alarm when he said, I saw a Dunedain. Like, and he's like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, a what? Yeah. Here? No, there's no Dunedain here. No Dunedain here. None. <laughs> None. Yeah. Um, the Palantir. Hannah cut it from... Yeah, after we helped the Dunedain defeat this tremendous fish in the lake, uh, I, I, it, it had a dangling appendage that it used to attack uh, and bit of a trophy after the battle I took it with us and uh, in an attempt to identify more about this substance and this, this sort of a gemstone thing I took it to uh, several friends and we, we cut it open and that's where we found the palantir and it looks like almost amused. <laughs> it uh, it apparently had found its way to this fish after being lost at sea uh, many, many years ago. Yeah, many years ago. And uh, it seems like that is what caused this creature to fester and grow much stronger and plague both the city there and the lake and the Dunedain for generations but it was a creature of great darkness yes and I can imagine cut it as a trophy how often the course of this world is altered by such small actions <laughs> well if if the Palantir is connected to the darkness, as I suspect it is. It is. I've seen it. Indeed. I looked into it. 
You are more stout-hearted than you appear, young Erlen. Foolish, but thank you. Many lessons are hard learned, but having the very essence of darkness stared at your insides for centuries could turn any beast dark. It's shocking that having it fester in such a way did not do more. Shocked I have not heard of such a thing. Dunedain do not come here. So I will have to reach out and see if I can find more of what they know, especially in the north. He kind of like goes and like starts marking a little bit up near like where you were talking about. Seems like you have done much in a very short time to fight the darkness. It has found its way in our path, and the only thing one can do is fight it. I think I might be turning to seeking it. Well, that uh, does seem like perhaps our plan at this point. <laughs> the best things that we can do follow our hearts. If our if your heart tells you to seek out and destroy the darkness, then that is what the Valar expect of you. Having met them, they do have great expectations for us. Uh, know not what Manway and all of them have in store for each of you. But already your <laughs> short lives have come into more adventure than most long-lived elves that I know. Seems that you do have some great fate. Perhaps you will change the course of help turn the tide of the darkness. It is strange that you... And he kind of gazes up at the map and starts kind of like circling the things that had to do with you. And it's strange that you keep finding yourselves in such places. Seems quite out of the ordinary. Following rumors. Oh, indeed, seeking it out. They're very well-informed rumors. Huh. Interesting. You can learn a lot in a tavern. It's true. And from a boast. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> He, like, genuinely, like, deep laughs at that. And <laughs> it's, like, this beautiful, like, like musical sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> you're wise indeed to know that. <laughs> many, uh, many of the enemy fell due to their boasting in all the ages of this world. And kind of gazes up in the maps. I, uh... If you if you seek adventure, I can send you I can send you where that you will find some. Whether you will be successful, I know not. But and you know Lord Elrond has sent for a companion for you. Uh, funny enough, 
Adunadine. It's been long since one visited here. Uh, anyone want to roll insight? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Wait, do I? Am I good at that at all? I'm all right. I'll roll. <laughs> oh, I got a Tanguar and I succeed. Nope. I have not succeeded on a single roll. <laughs> all night. All night. <laughs> It's fine. And I, I got think... a Gandalf for Oh, nice. All I think right. Erlen's too smitten, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, he's very distracting. Which is literally the only way <laughs> that I, one die, that's all that's I've got all you, for yeah. insight. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so those of you who succeeded, you feel like a little bit of like fibbing there? He's not like trying mm. to mislead you, but when he says that... Like, this is the only Dunedain who's been here in a long time. Oh, I see. Not entirely He's not being true. entirely honest about that. Okay. But not, like, in a malicious way. You're not like, oh, we're in danger. Like, he's holding something back there. Like, you just, like, pick up on that a little bit. Past his beautiful sparkly eyes. I 100% think he just has, like, a Dunedain drinking buddy that comes around once in a while. Like, yeah, yeah it's very much that. Feeling. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. He wouldn't tell all the other elves and... Yeah. He gets bored here sometimes, <laughs> since he appears to be the adventure elf yeah. <laughs> on hand. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. there... I, I think, at, like, <clears throat> if we get kind of to get to this point in the conversation, I shuffle over and I kind of, like, slide my boot over and tap Runa's foot, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like very oh she's like I know I'm being polite uh, <laughs> yeah I'm very much like I need to know about this coming back to life yeah Erland has gone to like studying the maps mm -hmm. and kind of marveling at the fact that Glorfindel is this super scholarly badass and, and he's lost we've lost him yeah, yeah. he did just uh, uh, offer to tell us where an adventure was so Runa's like yes please tell me the adventure <laughs> All right, um, so he tells you of a couple different rumors. Not rumors, but like reports that he has from his spies and different uh, uh, reports. That's not the right book. Is that the right book? No. Where's my other book? Um, so nearby, uh, he tells you of uh, there's a fort to the north. Fort Arles. Uh, it is a ruin now, but many creatures of darkness have taken it over. Oh. As a treasure hunter, you might be interested. I have no definitive knowledge of such things, if, but it seems like there could be something important there. I do love a good ru ruin, uh, tre treasure or not. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and he shows that that's a little bit, um, like on our map, I can't draw, but, uh, yeah. a little bit above, um, where it says the troll shaws on a, just like two hexes north of that river right above there. Okay. North of the river. Right. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, down a little bit. Mm. And then to the left where that little mountain is, that little bump. That's right. where it is. Oh, yep. okay. Ah, very good. Um, right here. The way is perilous to the mountains, and there is no road. But uh, there might be adventure to be found there. Uh, there's also uh, 
if you want to deal with more of your folk. Uh, Weathertop is always ripe with uh, adventure, and if not creatures of the darkness, then often those whose soul has been tainted by the remnants of the darkness with greed and such things. He sounds so disdainful when he talks about that. <laughs> like, the lowest of the low are these, like, ruffians who steal from their own kind. Yeah. I think Runa's kind of agrees with him. She's like, one does not have to be a creature to be of darkness. Mm. Indeed. Oh, would it were so simple. Um, and if you care to uh, go near your old stomping grounds of Anuminus. Above there, there are, well, uh, what they call the fields of slaughter. Oh. Uh, and there's a kind of that empty space on the map, if you're looking at the map. Um, there's like the river that comes up from the Shire and from Hobbiton, and it branches off to the right there and kind of does a loop around where it bends right about there, yeah. That's where the fields of slaughter are. That seems like an ominous it, place name. I was going to say. <laughs> ominously named? Yes. Current or past slaughter? <laughs> he kind of nods and said, like, well, yes. Uh, <laughs> Centuries ago, a battle was fought there, and uh, the plains west of uh, Dead Men's Dyke. They say it was a great victory for the king, but it came at a great cost. There are many hauntings and dark spirits who have been trapped there by what occurred in the past. More ghosts. We have encountered one of those before, in a birdcage, no less. A birdcage. A ghost in a birdcage. Yes. Even he, like, <laughs> seen everything, seems a little surprised. It was accosting travelers uh, near a different battle site. Uh, we also met another ghost in a numinous. Friendly one. Bless my sword. Pulls it out. <laughs> he, his eyebrows go up. <laughs> you spoke with one of the ghosts of a numinous? Yes. Oh, yes. This story is not one that has been passed around Rivendell, though I thought I'd heard all your tales already. From Lady Asura. Indeed. She gave us a song. Song of Anumus. It is funny. No matter how many great cities you might see fall, each one is so sad. It's not something that you become accustomed to, or... He just shakes his head and kind of stops. Well, I'm glad that she heard some friendly words in her wanderings. And if she gave you a song that can live on through your voices, then that is a great thing. It is. It's a great comfort when we're able to sing it out on the road. Yes. Not to change the subject too dramatically, but I heard a rumor that you died. <laughs> it is uh, not a rumor, but it, I, in fact, 
in fact, did die. <laughs> um, our, our kind, when we die, we go to what are called the halls of waiting. And there we sit uh, until we are chosen by the Valar to be reborn. And our long lives, there aren't many spirits there, but due to my actions in my life, Manway and the Valar decided that I was worthy of returning. And in fact, maybe needed in these many, many ages since the time. But yes, I was, uh, I was killed. Um, I was ambushed by orcs and a large balrog. Hmm. Sounds intense. Indeed. We had just escaped Gondolin, which was a great elven city. Hmm. Uh, was hidden for, well, many of your lifetimes from the darkness, and none were allowed to enter, but it fell through jealousy, greed, and betrayal when one traitor decided to tell the darkness where it was. And thus, well, he kind of looks around at Rivendell. What you see now is but a faint reflection of the greatness that once existed here on this earth. And as you looked at a numinous and saw the remnants of the great humans of the past, so everything now seems a faint reflection and but a ru ruin to what I've known. Hmm. Just out of curiosity, did I see Glorfindel at all? Since he's apparently been hanging around a long time too. Yeah. Like Um, I don't think I don't know if you saw any elves specifically enough. Okay. Of the great histories, like the part you saw about um about Valinor, um, he wasn't that big a player there. Sure. Um he was kind of like a, a lesser, but he he became He's been through it all, though. Um, it's possible if you saw a crowd shot of, uh, like, a group of people <laughs> yeah, in Valinor. Yeah. I can see my house for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I would not have picked out. A, yeah. Like, and honestly, like, as, like, stunning as he is, he's, like, middle average of old Valinor beauty. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, um, if you have more questions, he's happy to talk to you about it. He doesn't seem... Reserved at all about it, and yeah, if he's not like mm -hmm. like put off by Runa asking him questions about it, she'll ask him <laughs> about the battle and like what was it like when he came back. You don't have to RP the whole thing, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. she's very curious. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, he uh, was one of the few to escape uh, uh, Gondolin. Gondolin was this stunning, huge. Um, elven kingdom that was hidden um, in the mountains from the darkness um, until they were betrayed by um, one of the elves there and the, the enemy sent a whole army of fucking balrogs and shit and like ripped it to shreds. Um, and uh, 
he was killed with some of the survivors after that, like trying to protect them. Um, went to the halls of waiting where he waited. I have Shocking. to admit, that is the least appealing elven thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> Waiting room. Yeah, it's like, okay, so you guys are really great at art and doing all these things and true beauty, and your afterlife is bureaucracy. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, well, they're not really meant to die, but... Sure. I mean, yeah. they're... The halls of waiting. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they're like, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, me, like, I'll give you that. They could be a really nice office building, but yeah, they're they're, they're the halls of of Mandos is what they're really called. Uh, the dwellings of uh, Nemo, Namo, Nemo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, basically, uh, they are these beautiful kind of serene halls where kind of the spirits kind of wander. It's on Valinor, like. If you're on Valinor, you can actually go visit and see it. It's not like on a separate plane. It's like a legit oh. le- like place where you can go. Um, Neat. Yeah. And uh, oh man, so. I'd be hanging out in the Hall of Ghosts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, it's just the Hall of Ghosts. Yeah, that's where they kind of uh, hang out. They're also called the Halls of Awaiting, um, and eventually they'll be reembodied when they're chosen. Um, this is one of the the rumors about Lady Arwen because she's so beautiful. There's a lot of uh, elves who guess that she might be, um, uh, yeah, Luthien's like re- uh, like essence reborn. This probably isn't true because elves actually do have memories of their past lives when they're rebodied. I was going to so. say, is it unusual that Glorfindel remembers like his previous life? It's unusual to have an elf who's already been rebodied. Okay. Yeah. It's usually a long, long, long wait. Got it. <laughs> and the follower went, no, we need this one. Yeah, he needs to go back right now. Go, go, go. Go. Ready? Yeah, go yeah. team. Sorry, that's did way he, off. Did he return to his body and, like, mm-hmm. just leap back up ready to go? Or or even need time to recover or whatever? But it wasn't like, oh, he's a child again and has to No, grow. I don't. Oh. Think so. I don't know if that's like specifically described. I don't. Sure, from I, most of the lore, it's like they're rebodied and like they look like their old selves. It's not okay. like literally their body. Like they don't like preserve it, and it's not like a resurrection situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but like the the they're basically like renew like recreated, mm. and their spirit is put in a new elven body that is just like their old one, and then they are. Then we just goes. Here's another one. Yep. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of like an elf soul recycling center. Sure. No, no. <laughs> I, I just, I was curious. It was like, a, oh, no, he goes in his yeah, whole birth like cycle and oh, lives yeah, as a child. Yeah, and yeah, not not from any of the... the or if that lore. made him specifically special because ah. he came back in his original body and all the others historically... He's special is. enough. We don't need to make him more special. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's already very, very special. <laughs> um. And one of the reasons he was kind of granted this clemency is because he did participate in the um, the rising of the Noldor when they did their their rebellion and they fought the uh, and killed each other to leave Valinor to come to Middle Earth. He participated in that, but only because of the love of one of his family members. Like he was, he felt very loyal to one of his family members who did that. Mm. He's like, I have to go to help protect him. So that's one of the reasons he was kind of forgiven more quickly. While, for example, Galadriel's still on Middle-earth and the Valar are still like, nope, you are bad. We don't like you. You are not allowed to come back. You are still grounded, young lady. But also her family really messed up. Oh, yeah. Like, she... Bad. Very bad. Yeah. yeah. Gorfindel was like, well, 
I'm not gonna actually murder anybody, but I'm gonna just make sure nobody murders you, my friend, and my family member. We're like, Gladriel's family was like, stabby, we need to steal your boats, we're gonna kill you so we yeah. can steal your boats and get out of here. Oof. Yeah. So, the Welcome key. to the elven gossip line. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's called the Kinslaying for Reason. Um, all right. So, yeah. and So he can regale you with, like, descriptions of these things. He probably, like, wants to talk to you about the trees. Um, yeah. Because he, he misses that. I, yeah. I would totally chat about all the things I saw. Yeah. Um, and he was actually, like, born in the ages of the trees, so he lived for many of your lifetimes, like, with them and having them there. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. And he was there when they were... Dist- he, he would have been... I don't know if he was, like, there, there, but, like, he lived on Valinor when it, they were destroyed and been aware. I'd probably ask, like, mm-hmm. out of character, mm-hmm. the trees provided fruit things. Mm-hmm. Was it just common food? No, the elves that lived there at the time? They didn't really drop fruit or things like that. Like, they flowered. um, So, like, the flowers would bloom during the day and close at night. They didn't produce. Yeah. Ah, very good. So, um... They produced light. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, when you think of, like, how flowers, like, open during the day and close at night, they kind of did that similar thing, except, like, except, um... Uh... Uh... Telperion, sorry, I was like, wait, what's the other's name? Um, like, had leaves that, like, flipped over. I don't think it, I don't think, because it was kind of the, the male gender tree. Like, they kind of, like, had them gendered, which is weird for trees, but um, is, like, silver and the leaves would, like, f- like, flip over and shine their light, I think, from my understanding. And then, um, and then the uh, the golden tree would flip over. Gotcha. So, yeah. I, I, would, or, I'm sorry, would have the flowers that uh, would, would blossom and shine like Specifically, I think, like, all of my vision is all visual memory. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I'm curious about other sense memories mm-hmm. from the things I saw. Like, mm-hmm. was this tasty? Was it, you know, uh, what was the texture of this? Mm-hmm. What You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'd probably even talk about some of, like, the buildings I saw. Like, was it... A smooth stone? Was it made from wood? Was it? Did people carve things from the tree? Like, did it drop branches occasionally that became things? Like, well, the trees were perfect. They were created by the Velar with a song. So they, and you've noticed how he's kind of like softened. Like he went kind of from like the the gruff general to like thinking about his childhood and mm-hmm. even though it was centuries long like like what it was like in his youth before sure, sure. like when he was truly innocent and they things in Valinor do not wither or die I think that is the strangest thing of being here in Middle Earth is that the grass dies the trees die mm. there is no seasons or death in Valinor. Everything is eternal. So the idea of a tree losing a branch to illness or any other cause, it unless one were to go and physically try to damage the tree and take the wood, it is... Oh, or I, I didn't even know if it was a, if the tree gave it voluntarily kind of a thing. Uh, I, you know, 
And not to my knowledge. <laughs> but I, there, we did harvest wood from other trees, not the sacred trees, obviously, and build things and marvelous things and gave our thanks to the Valar for their gifts. He kind of like a very wistful, kind of whimsical look on his face. I look forward to the day that I can rest and return. But there are many things to do in the meantime. Do you think they have a care for the rest of us here? The Vela? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed they do. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> they... Luvatar, who reigns over all of them, created man. The destiny of the dwarves is a bit more murky. None of us know <laughs> quite what happens. But yes, indeed, uh, you were given spirits, despite being made by one of the other Velar. Hmm. And you would you would know this because like the dwarves that's yeah. their history yeah yeah. yeah the dwarves like know that history um and embrace it and it is why they have sent so many to help take care of you hmm. there's a reason that they plucked me from the halls of eternal boredom and sent me back and there are others not all are known but many have been sent from the Valar specifically to fight the darkness, even in secret. And many use secret as their weapon. There are more among you than you know. And he kind of smiles. This is all incredible both in a wonderful and terrifying way. <laughs> but I'm grateful. It's quite comforting. You are one of the first that we've met that makes me feel like my head is on my shoulders. That is where it should be. And hopefully it shall remain there. Mm. He kind of like jokes. Carolyn <laughs> <laughs> <Aaron> goes pale. <laughs> If we have anything to do with it, it shall. Indeed. It seems like you have very stalwart companions. Yes. And <laughs> through your strength, through your knowledge, through your hearts, I believe you will do great good in this world. If I can aid you in any way, I will do so. That is much appreciated. Very and kind. If we can aid you in any way, we would happily do so as well. I will call upon you if I have the need. Well, if you ever find yourself in Bree, that is where my family home is. I come from a long line of adventurers. My grandmother and my mother live there still. Indeed. You would be most welcome anytime. If I ever make my way to Bree, young Runa, you will know more has gone wrong in the world than <laughs> what is even shown on my maps. That is fair enough. The offer still stands. 
I would be intrigued to meet your kindred. But my place is here. If perhaps one day when I return to the Undying Lands, I will make my way through Bree on the way to my ship. Hopefully there will still be one of us there adventuring to regale you with stories. Indeed. Well, make sure your children and their children and their children's children know of me. They will. May you not toil that long. I, I hope that is not necessary. And he kind of like looks up at the maps. But I fear there's far to go before we rest. And you have an ally that will not be leaving Middle-earth until there is rest to be had. I'm glad to hear it. Many of our kindred are in such a rush to their gentle retirement that they forget that we owe a great debt to the peoples of Middle-earth. We have fought beside them before, shared blood with them. We deserve to leave their house in order. But we cannot deny that their call is as noble as ours. Indeed. They are... He kind of he, he kind of smiles at the two of you. Seem quite frail, but oftentimes outshine even our people in their stout-heartedness and bravery. That is true. Any other questions? No. For the rock star of all the elven ages. I think Erland's just gonna stand there and bask as long as he can manage. <laughs> we have to push Erland out the door. Basically. It's time yeah. to go. <laughs> um uh, before you leave, he goes over to one of the shelves. Um and he pulls out uh and and like writes for a few minutes on uh, a map. And he hands it to you. And it's just a map of, like, this general area of the places you've been so far. Um, but on it, he's marked um, different places where things have happened. And you can tell based on the different marks, like, this is where something did happen. And this is where something, like, is being, like, complained about. Mm -hmm. So you can find things that, so you can start to see the patterns. And he's going to hand that to Erland. Erland accepts it and bows very deeply without dropping all the way at the waist, but just yes. barely holding it in. <laughs> and Erland, I trust you to take excellent records on this. And perhaps you will start seeing the patterns as I do. And I will send word back as I'm able. I would appreciate that. And guard that map. I will. We do not want the... The enemies to know how much we know. I'll put it inside my cloak. It will never leave my person. I trust you. Thank you, my lord. Indeed. It has Thank been... you for your hospitality. Thank you for reminding me of why we fight, Master Dwarf. And I... It's been long since I spoke with someone of home. <laughs> it's somewhat baffling that I have such a feeling with a dwarf, but it has been a I pleasure. understand. <laughs> we are a baffling group. 
You are, but quite delightful and amusing. And young Runa, take care with yourself. The twins may boast and try to show you up, but you are more stout-hearted than either of them. I've noticed. All of us have. Um, take care of the things on that map, and whatever you find, mark on it as well. You are always welcome back here in Rivendell. And I will make sure you know the ways so that you can return without an escort next time. Oh, no, no. <laughs> kind of gives you a deeper than you'd expect bow. Hmm. And has just kind of this amused kind of smirk on his face a little bit. And then turns around and without even like seeing if you actually walked out, starts humming and singing to himself again and like looking at the maps again. And I think we will end there for tonight. <laughs> so cool. Oh my God. I like how he's also a little bit the elven conspiracy theorist. <laughs> but like... he is. It was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest loss that he's not in the movies because he's a little weird. Yeah. And I love him. He's so good. So good. Um, and he also has an amazing horse. It's my favorite thing. And I couldn't, I was like, I, I almost had you find him in the stable, but then I wanted, like, the map thing, and I was just like, that's weird for his horse to be in the map room. Like, <laughs> See, I'm I'm freaking out about Glorfindel, but Kimmy wants a nice fangirl moment with a beautiful horse. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it really is, like, an amazing horse. Um, maybe it might maybe leave via the stables next season. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, our, our horses have to be somewhere. That's right! Yeah. <laughs> We'll just have like a Our glimpse. horses get to hang out with the cool horse. Yeah. Man, this we need to role play. Like <laughs> the horse scene with your horses fanning like fanning and like oh over Gorfindel's horse. Like with the slow-mo like main wave. Absolutely. Yeah, with like yeah. the little anime sparkles mm -hmm. next to the horses. They go <laughs> pony episode. Yeah. <laughs> I've been promising one since I ran Wild Talents ages ago. Eventually it will happen. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're off the rails. All right, thank you so much for joining us for session number 15 of The Unsung Tales. Uh, this is an actual play campaign in the One Ring Second Edition system by Free League Publishing. Um, it's really awesome. Check it out. And uh, you can see all the episodes of this show at happyjacks.org slash unsungtales. And you can find all the stuff on the Happy Jacks Network at happyjacks.org. Um, thank you so much to our amazing Patreons who keep us ad-free and independent. It's because of you that we are able to play games we enjoy without worrying about sponsors or ads or any of that stuff that we don't ever do. Because we hate ads and we know you do too. So watch us do what we like because of our amazing Patreons. If you want to join their amazing ranks, you can go to happyjacks.org slash Patreon. Um, thank you so much also to our chat mod, James V, who's been hanging out with all of you in chat. Thank you so much. He works super hard for us and we love him. And let's go ahead and go around the table and introduce what's happening. Let's start over here tonight. Ah, that's me. Hello, I'm Sam, also known as Runa of Bree, your friendly neighborhood uh, befriender of jock elves. Um, <laughs> oh. You can find me on the internet at Red Pandroid on most of the socials. Um, and if you do that, you'll see uh, I've been promoting my new uh, spring collection of uh, 
silly and wonderful art that Dave is actually modeling one of my shirts today. I have to point up. Yes, Dave the Over there. Yay! Be not afraid shirt. Eyes and cool, like swirlies and stuff. You definitely need to go look at it if you're listening to it's, this other podcast. Uh, all of the art is cute and ominous at the same time. Yes, um, accurate. <laughs> so check out stiarnastore.com for uh, your options of what to buy, uh, or check out my socials where I will promote the heck out of it. Very nice. Fantastic. Hi, everybody. I'm Kai. I have been freaking out. Um, I have been Ireland. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms as Estelle of Imladris. Uh-huh. Um, I... Save that just for you. I was so excited. I've been excited about that for, like, weeks. And you're I... like, we'll go to Rivendell, like, a month and a half ago. I was like, oh, oh, I can't wait for this little scene. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I had an out-of-body experience thinking to me. I hope it lived up to, like, the... It was perfect. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I don't know if I can, like, do, like, the... The actual Aragorn, but eleven-year-old Aragorn, I can I can do that. That's, Listen, that's like he my wheelhouse. He was an adorable child for twenty years in that city. <laughs> um, I have just been living my very best life. Uh, you can find me nerding out about all kinds of tabletop things, including a lot of just nonsense about how much I love Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and all these other things. Over on my social media, um, I am. Let's see here, actual things that I've been working on. Uh, the Party, a web series that I was the costume designer for, which is about people who play tabletop games, and it features some really cool special guests, like last week's episode had Allie Beardsley from Dimension 20 in it, um, and I was the costume designer for that entire series. You should absolutely go check it out. It is fully crazy and made with a lot of love. Um, so there's that, and then I will be back here, and oh, you can check out episodes of my podcast that we're not, we're taking a break this month because of the holidays, but um, we'll be back very, very soon. It's called The Lore Brewery. We do all kinds of actual play. We are rotating systems. We've done two 5e adventures and one entirely homebrewed insane game system called Elf Crimes where you play Santa's elves uh, solving a crime, <laughs> and it was insane and ended in a reindeer car chase. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Amazing. The end. Yep. That's me. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. I'm Dave. Uh, the big thing that's going on outside of here for me this month and a half, uh, come visit the Southern California Renaissance Pleasure Fair. If you do, stop by the Rogue's Reef stage and catch a poxy boggard show, after which you can find me in the back hawking all of their music and t-shirts and stuff. Uh, stop by and say hi. I would love to say hi and chat about RPG stuff. Like, I'm there to have a good time and enjoy talking with people. So, come by. Say hi. Yeah. Especially if you're nervous about it, don't be. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm you. I go, like, that's how I met all these people. It's Legit. just because I'm nerdy. And, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we met yeah. Dave because we were doing the podcast and he and his friends were listening to the podcast and they were like, hey, hey. These weirdos, they work at the Renaissance Fair. We live near the Renaissance yeah. Fair. We could go and, like, try and meet them and find them. And he, you, didn't you hear Stork's voice? Like, like No, well, that was... Uh, okay. Uh -oh. So there was, a, 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 like, the minor <laughs> hilarious feud between Bruce and yes. a, a listener. Mm -hmm. And they had sent, like, he sent in emails, and Bruce was like, nah, and it was, it was fun. Yeah. Right? But... We came up with the idea walking around the fair, like if we see Bruce, 
who we had no idea what he looked like at that time because yeah, this was we had like no streaming like no, it was yeah. we were just a podcast we were empty voices in Dave's <laughs> and his friend's head yeah uh, but we're walking around and hear uh, the voice of Bruce and one of us thinks I don't even remember if it was me or someone else. Uh, oh, we're going to pretend to be that guy that we came to the fair to find him. <laughs> uh, and it was, That's uh, it was delightful. It was Rob. I don't know. Actually, I really don't remember who <laughs> came up with that part of the plan. I but. just remember like like being backstage and then someone comes around and is like, hey, hey, people listen to our podcast. Some podcast listeners are, have come to say hi. <laughs> and there was you and Rob and like somebody else like all in like your... I have bought clothes for the Renaissance Fair outfits. Aww, like in the yeah. back looking super nervous. And you were just like, and you were like under like an umbrella. And I remember like coming up and like shaking your hands. And like, it was, it was very fun. It was like. Adorable. Yeah. Love and you, now you've moved from like fan to like content producer. Now, yeah. now the fans Whoa. come to meet you at the <laughs> Ren Fair. Great and mighty Dave. <laughs> um, and you can come out and see that Stu is still alive. For real. Are you sure? For real. Uh, there was a picture. I that put is up a picture. Totally... How do you know it's not Kimmy cosplaying Stu? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's totally Stu in the picture. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not. But it's okay. <laughs> Nobody in the Discord seemed to notice that. So and I'm that's kidding. why it was so delightful. Amazing. I was like, how long am I going to let this go? Yeah. All right, well, there's a couple of them now. They're going to tell yeah, now. Yeah. It's great. But I'm sort of like disappointed. I'm like, oh, oh, they do think it's Stu. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh -oh. That's fine. Dave's <laughs> starting new rumors. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, we actually always do uh, one weekend or one day where we do like a Happy Jacks Invasion affair too. So we usually let um, everyone know, viewers, listeners, so you can all come and hang out and see us maybe too. Um, we don't like wait for everyone we like go and enjoy the renaissance fair um but we will be also posting what day we're going to be doing that and that's a good day if you if you hang out at rogues reef eventually you'll probably meet people because we all go there and eventually at least i i just stop going anywhere else and i just sit there and drink with friends mm -hmm. before i joined happy jacks i used to hang out at rogues <laughs> reef <laughs> <laughs> me last year at rogues reef yeah. and he's in the back with me as i get drunk i'm like oh hey i wrote that song <laughs> I wrote that like too. Hey, they changed that for my lyrics are better. Uh -oh. <laughs> did you did you you skip the verse that I like so much? <laughs> um but yeah, it's anyway. Are you done? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Kimmy. I've been your lore master for this game. Also drunk ranter and stunningly sexy elves, like so many things. So many. Um you could find me at Golden Lasso Girl on most social media, or if you at Happy Jacks RPG anywhere, it's also me. And um, right now, I'm here every Monday for this game. I am here on Fridays for our advice show. We only have one more episode of our advice show in this season, and then we're taking a two week break. And I'm going to turn forty. That's why that timing like like worked really well. So I get two Fridays off right around that time. And then you can also see the games that I design if you go to GoldenLassoGames.com. Right now, I am uh, beta testing a PBTA space drama adventure feelings found family in space game. If you want to play test that, it's for free or pay what you will. You can also buy my tarot-based game called Decima, which all the art is by Samantha. That's me. It's amazing. And uh, that is available in actual cards now. You can actually order the actual cards again after like a year. So you can find that all at goldenlassogames.com. And please join us again next week 
for finding out what happens. We were like, oh, we're going to totally journey this version. Like, we're going to go He's right in. Yeah. Like, no, we're going to vibe in Rivendell for a bit. <laughs> and maybe next maybe next session we'll journey somewhere, now that you have places to go and you've met like all the Rockstar elves. So thank you all for going on this wild, wild journey with us and for vibing with us and for meeting the bro elves and all the other things. Um, <laughs> it's been so much fun. And I love this game so much. It, it, it feeds my soul so much. And we will hopefully see you next week. All right. Bye. 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 This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.